All right, tell me when we're starting. Uh, we already did. Oh, we already started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> okay, yeah, let's just start with that. Mm. This is exactly what I said. From the previous, how long were we doing this? For like, I don't know, an hour, hour and six minutes? God damn, I just loaded up Skype and saw you a fucking show and seen a picture. Um, <laughs> every past hour, we've been having a wonderful conversation full of dank memes and absolute Oops. idiocy. And that. And I was just like, the minute we hit this record, all funny's gone. No funny left in the podcast. And sure enough, instead of funny, we get whatever voice that was. Zucor, hello, everybody. Both. Oh, okay. Well, hello, everybody. It's a very authentic uh, British accent that I learned from one of my friends. And we, we, enchanté, is a little bit of French I picked up on the street. Well, now we've just alienated both the um, British and French audience that we never had to begin with. Now we can um, get into the podcast. It's been yes, uh, too long since we last did the podcast. It's been quite some time, and I've gone through quite a few bisectomies, so I am very ready for this. Multiple? Like... Are you, well, are you yeah, they, they have to make sure that they killed dicks. No, they just have to make sure that they killed all of it. A vasectomy doesn't kill it. <laughs> no, I know, it, it just gets rid of your sperm. No, actually, it oh. just ties some things. Oh, so kind of like getting your tubes tied. Your tubes tied. Yes, that. Oh. Your tubes tied. What? <laughs> I, uh, Anyways. Now that we've completely, everyone who's stuck through the fucking first two minutes of this is like, no, I'm out, gone, <laughs> I didn't come here for this bullshit. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, it's been a while, a lot has likely happened since last time we did the podcast. Unfortunately, I've... I don't remember I've... what we talked about in the last podcast, so. Well, in the last podcast, I remember very distinctively that we talked about such great things as video games, and media and culture. Entering the combat mode. Activating combat mode. Hello, fellow human. God, why? Why did, why did I have to hit the record button and this shit start? Why am I in this podcast with you just staring at John Cena's crying face, reaching out to me in sorrow? My time is up, your time is now. My time is up, your time is now. Anyways, yeah, so it's been a while since the last podcast. Let's see, what's happened? Um, E3 has happened, we're definitely going to talk about E3. Oh, we yeah. We started our uh, movie thing that we've been doing, and by been doing, I mean we did one, it got copyright claimed, I... I want to take a minute to talk about YouTube's copyright claim system here. Yeah. Just to start this off. So let's I think this is the third time we've talked about YouTube copyright claims, too. We're, this, it's a streak. It's a streak. Yeah, we've got, like, the hat trick of YouTube pissing me off with this. But 
so let me just ask like how many people think of this is um you know fair and equitable so you get a copyright claim and you know what i'm generally not bothered by this as long as the claimant doesn't block things in various countries you block something in a country you piss me off with this but that's what happened with our movie thing. We got something, uh, some Paramount Pictures or whatever blocked it. So, okay, I'm refuting this because this is a review. A review is protected under fair use. So exactly. I'm going to refute this and I'm going to be like, this is a review and commentary. Let's put this in. I don't get a response for about 20-something days at this rate. It's it's been a while. The uh, claimant has thirty days to respond, or if I recall, you just automatically get cleared. Well, they responded within twenty something days or so. You know, nicely waiting until they could be bothered to check out the little guys, <gasps> and um, they were basically like, "Oh no, actually, we don't agree. Go fuck yourself." Uh huh. And so what happened is um. One, okay, their claim still remains. Basically, the email I got was, um, the claimant doesn't agree with you not agreeing with them. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. I'm really <laughs> glad we needed to wait 20-plus days to figure out that the claimant doesn't agree with me disagreeing with them, hence the whole original issue. Hmm, very nice, YouTube. Thankfully, regardless of that issue, the country ban was removed. I'm not sure why, but it was. Oh, so they're still well, copywriting it. Yeah, they still uh, have a claim on it. They're still monetizing it, though. Which, again, most people use Adblock. It's 2016. I realize that there's some internet economic issues with Adblock that we not, aren't really going to talk about, but pretty much everyone does it, so Paramount can still suck me off because they ain't getting much from this. But it's just the fact that the process, because here's what I got in response. It was like, oh, well, you can appeal again, but if the claimant disagrees with you again, you could get a copyright strike. Instead Which of makes a claim. no fucking sense. It, it makes no sense because you're not dealing with a third-party arbitrator here. You're dealing with the person accusing you, and you're basically just going no when they say yes, but their yes has authority over your no. There's There's no third-party negotiator here. There's no impartial judge. And that's the issue I have with this. Why can't the YouTube team look at it and be like, okay, this is under fair use. Why does it have to go back to the person claiming, and why is it up to the person claiming? If that's the case, hey, everyone, go claim your favorite freaking videos that gets millions of views and just for even a day and be like, yeah, I did this, whatever. And get money off of it, because apparently if they're going to freaking file a dispute against you, it's going to take, you, you can sit there, rack up money for 20 plus days, and just be like, no, I disagree with you, and get away with it. <laughs> like, this is such a broken system that I, I don't really want to promote abusing it and screwing with other people's livelihoods and stuff, because some people do legitimately make money off of it. But I feel we do need this degree of exploitation to make it noticeable to YouTube that, hey, your system isn't working, as if, you know, many people, famous people, talking about it on on your 
you know, your site haven't pointed this out to you, but hey, maybe if um everybody and their grandmother starts exploiting it for their own personal gain, maybe you'll actually go around and fix it, hmm? Like, because there's, there's other ways of getting around this. It, basically, if you're going to copyright infringe, go big or go home. Throw on, like, three copyright infringements from three different people, because uh, at that rate, if they all try to claim you, they all cut their own throats, and none of them get anything. Which is perfect, so that way we could potentially in the future just throw in like three things to copyright all at once. Yeah, just if you know, oh, why does copyrighted Sony? Well, let's copyright WB while we're in there. Let's copyright some Korean company, throw some China in there. Ooh, Venezuela. Korean version of All-Star. Sure. Eh, whatever, you know, tickles your pickle, just throw it all in there. So that's just my little rant on um the fun that we've been dealing with. At least me personally, I've been dealing with with the whole um a new video reviewing thing that JHK and I have been doing, which is basically we watch a whole movie, give completely irrelevant silly commentary on it. But okay, no, no, silly, yes, irrelevant. I believe it is totally relevant. We pointed out so many things relevant to the movie and made our own little conspiracy theories and comments. Like when we decided to suddenly bust out in the Sanic? Yeah, so cool. Yeah, did you say, step it up? <laughs> it, 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 step it up, it was said once. And we, we became Sanic for like the next five minutes. And we did it at the exact same time at the mm -hmm. beginning, and it was so perfect. <laughs> Synchronized yeah. Sonic. Which reminds me, at work today earlier, I saw a kid walking around with a paper Sonic, and I was like, "Wow, uh, Sonic! Can I can never escape him?" Paper Sonic? What's a paper Sonic? Well, um, you know how like um, like a lot of the times in like coloring books and like boxes of cereals, like there's like something you can like cut out, and you can like design it and stuff. That's kind of sure. what it was. It was it was like a little cutout of Sonic. Oh, but okay, was it like a legit Sonic, or was it like that, oh, some Sonic. goofy... Okay, it wasn't like shitty fan art Sonic. Like Sonic. Like the thing that you have on your YouTube page, Sonic. Oh, that that is perfect. <laughs> Sonic is beautiful. I like you that I have it right next to Estelle from Tits. Like, they just go yeah. so well together. Complete contrast. If you haven't been to JHK's YouTube page, his banner has a very, um... Interestingly faced Sonic picture, just goof stomping about. It, it, it's certainly an experience to witness Sonic's face scrunched up like that. Sad was there the night that I made that banner, and we had so much fun with it. Can we talk about the lightning photo that you found for me in that <laughs> banner? The derpy lightning face. The derpy lightning face. I fucking love Lightning Farron, but God, he found the best derp lightning like face and I was like yes I'm putting that in the I'm putting that in the in the banner I'm replacing the original lightning that I had in there and putting that in the new banner like weren't you going for like legit cool pictures from the games and then like once you found Sanic it just all went downhill from there well to be fair we found lightning derp face first and then we found oh. Sanic and it was like ooh what could I do to make this even better so we found that, and then it's like that that wonderful thing that you're creating, this beautiful piece of art of the games that you're putting. No, no, it's memes. We're memes now. Beautiful memes. Dank memes. 
dank fuel can't melt jet memes. Uh, I was looking for like a meme transition into E3, but because actually, you know, before Windows we go into 10. E3, Windows 10, yes. <clears throat> and by the way, that means we get um we have to mention our new wonderful sponsors. Um, oh this yeah. Podcast brought to you by <clears throat> Windows 10. Please download Windows 10 so that we can spy on your systems. Um, Windows, Windows 10. 10. Now you can play all of your games. You can play all of your games on the Xbox One, small dick, and compatible with Windows 10. Please download on all of your systems. Please hit Please the Windows 10. We're gonna, if, even if you don't have Windows 10, you're just gonna get updates asking if you yeah. want to upgrade. We're gonna I, put it on the Apple Store asking okay. if you want to upgrade. There's actually some cheeky things that Windows 10 did with this. Because originally, Windows, with its update thing, it was like, okay, it, it gave you this thing where it's like, we're going to update Windows 10 in 15 minutes. Are you ready, basically? Like, this sort of notification was coming on people's computers. And they were just like, no, go fuck yourself. So they clicked the X button in the top right. Pretty standard thing to do, right? You know, you, you yeah. don't want it. You just exit out. Well, Windows was like, oh, did you exit out? Um, not actually... We're going to keep running in the background and install Windows 10 on your computer. Oops. So, people complained about this, as they should, among, you know, other wonderful scumbag tactics that Microsoft is doing with Windows 10. And Microsoft was like, oh, we gotcha. Let's just remove the X button at the top. Yeah. That's, that's how they fixed that, quote-unquote, fixed. They're like, oh. Well, now you can't exit out. Now you have to make a decision. A decision of, do you want this now, or do you want this later? Mm. This yeah, is like playing I, a Telltale I game. I keep getting it popping up, and it's like, start now, or schedule later. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to move you to the side and continue what I was doing. <laughs> like, there's a... There is a way to permanently remove it. Apparently, I can't remember the exact details. If you do get the message, it's like, start now, or we're gonna just randomly update in your sleep through your mind and your dreams. Windows 10 now being installed into your brain, into your cerebral cortex. Please download. Um, Please download. Yeah, there is like a little like Windows button at the very bottom left, I believe, which if you click on that, you can get around that. There are also some programs, I think, that you can download that will go Windows out of their block. way. It's something like that that'll go out of its way to basically remove that stuff if you have downloaded it or stop it from ending up being downloaded into your updates. So there's, there's multiple things. Fortunately, I have not had Windows 10 try to add itself to my computer. I say this now in Skype, owned by Windows, and they're going to be like, Microsoft isn't French. Um, I, I know. <laughs> that just devolved into madness. But, yeah, thankfully I have yet to experience this, but someone in my household like came busting up into my room in the middle of me just peacefully enjoying some Overwatch, and they're just like, my computer wants to update to Windows 10. What do I do? I'm like, what? 
fuck do you mean it wants to update the Windows 10? What do you do, you moron? I go out there, and then I hear, oh, it just automatically updates now to do that. Th thanks. Apparently, this is a quote-unquote free offer by Microsoft. Here, free, let me it's shove not even this an down offer. your throat. Yeah. But it's only going to last until, like, apparently they said the end of June, I believe. But I'm sure they're going to find a way to extend it. Oh, yeah, they're going to keep extending it. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, we're such good guys. We're going to extend it now to the end of the year. Oh, you didn't get it yet? It's okay. We're going to extend it till 2016, hun. Oh, you didn't it get it? Well, it's okay. We're coming out with Windows 11, and now you can upgrade to that for free, sweetie. Christmas special! <gasps> with Lumpy included. Yeah, you get a free Lumpy icon from the Star Wars Holiday Special. Just a Lumpy desktop background. Uh, I got really excited. I thought you were going to say a lumpy plush. How? Let me just download this and you can print it out. You can have a paper lumpy, like that poor kid's paper Sonic. No, no, no. See, if you download it, Windows gets your address. So in order for them getting all your personal information, they send you a plushie. They send you it's a like plushie a creepypasta, on only without murder. Only without murder, except lumpies in it. So there's going to be murder. Oh, yeah. They did this send it to you, though, on, like, an Amazon drone. Like a Hellfire Amazon <laughs> drone. It just blasts it through the fucking ceiling of your house. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. And then it, like, reaches down with Lumpy in its claw, and it's like, Take! <laughs> yeah, you don't get a choice. Oh, and here's now a physical copy of Windows 10. Just a backup. <laughs> a physical copy of Windows 10? I don't even think they sell those. <laughs> Gift your friends this Christmas Windows 10. A perfect stocking stuffer. You can also use as an anal stuffer, because that's what we've been doing to you. <laughs> now coming out with Windows 10 dildos. What do you like the most? Windows 10 knows. Oh, God. It's just like a little like paperclip buddy you just stick up there. <laughs> I see you're not enjoying this. Let me go ahead and change this around for enjoyment. Would you like some help with this? I see you're having problems getting off. Would you like some help with this? Oh god. I see your And then you just hear Discord sad. opening in the background. Oh god. It's like you're actually like in the middle of it, you know, with your significant other and it's like I see your partner's not pleasing you. Would you like some help with this? Like, um, did you just call him out? <laughs> but babe, you said you loved what I did with my tongue. <laughs> oh God! Windows Ten ruining relationships. Windows Ten, it does analingus better. <laughs> Windows Ten, this season it goes there. <laughs> Windows Ten installing deep, deep into your hard drive. <laughs> Windows Ten. What, babe? I said I was ten long. I need you to stop. We should be here all fucking day doing this night. It's night. Windows oh. 10 puns. Alright, but we were originally segueing from Windows 10 into <laughs> E3, so... Yeah, we were... Okay. Before we go to E3, though, just before, just, uh... It's been a month. Let's back away from Windows 10 shoving itself oh. into your anus. Damn. From dank memes into just things that we've been doing, which may 
include both. <laughs> so it's been a month. What, what have you been up to? Things you've been doing, terms you've been playing that may or may not transition into E3, and just you know the general. How many pizzas have you eaten between now and the last month? Well, within the last month, I have had about I'd probably say six pizzas. That's um, no, no, no. He's I've had legitimately two hundred. I've legitimately only had like six pizzas, so you know that's kind of sad. Um, he's like literally doing that on a logarithmic scale. He's had like sixty pizzas at least. <laughs> um, I have been reading and reviewing a lot of comics. I've been doing that a lot on the YouTube channel. So that's actually been really productive. I've just been like literally encasing myself in comics and it's been so good. Like I don't usually make like a resolution of like, oh yeah, I'm going to do more of this this year. Like this is going to be the year of reading or this is going to be the year of playing games. But this year for me, I feel like has been the year of just reading comics. Like I haven't been reading a lot of books I haven't been playing that much in video games other than Heavy Rain, which I did play and beat um, within the last time that we did the podcast, and I'll touch a little bit on that briefly. But uh, I've been doing a lot of comic reading, and it's been it's been really great. I've really loved it. It's been just therapeutic. It's been um, satisfying. Uh, there's only two comics that I read that I felt personally victimized. Um, just like Windows 10. Enchanté, Windows 10, the graphic novel. Apparently now also French. Continue. Um, but that's pretty much what I've been up to. I played Heavy Rain, and that was fun. That was a good, fun two days. God, I, like, just lost myself in Heavy Rain. I spent about ten hours in one session, and then three hours the next session and beat it. And... It was just, even though I've seen Heavy Rain played three different times, and I knew what was going to happen, I still got so ingrained, and it was just so intense, and it was, I really, I really appreciate that game. I really, really love that game, because, like, every time that I watch it or I play it, it does what I need it to do, and that's, it sucks me in. Ooh, oh, wow. it, it sucks me in. It sucks me in. I get invested. It's Heavy Rain is also just great. Like even if you're not looking for a serious story, for just like fucking up your fucking reaction commands. Like if you just fuck everything up, the way that characters respond to it, it's just hilarious. I mean, it's kind of like Beyond Two Souls in that, where you could basically just put the fucking controller down, eat a sandwich, except for one part in the entire game. Like you can would... AFK and still play that game and win. I would say from what I've played of Beyond so far, because I have started playing Beyond, um, of course. Heavy Rain has a lot more consequences for that. It still goes on without you, even if you're not there, but it has a lot more consequences. Yes. Whereas Beyond is definitely more linear. And to be fair, and on one hand, I do really like Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe's performances, so maybe... For them to tell the story that they wanted to tell, it had to be linear, but at the same time, I'm really kind of sad about that. Because I know Heavy Rain and Indigo Prophecy are very heavily, like, consequence-based. It can still move on without you, but it's consequence-based. And it doesn't really feel like there's that many consequences in Beyond. There, I've seen that game played all the way through, other than maybe, like, a couple of 
very minor things towards the end, I feel like there really aren't really that many differences. You're still going to end up in the same place, and that's 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 pretty much it with it, actually. You're just going to end up there. Because, like, certain choices in Beyond that I've learned so far, like, there's a part where, like, you're at a party, and you can, like, stay dancing for an hour with Jody and mm-hmm. I totally like I like fucking was like you know what when Jody started dancing I was like you know what I'm hungry I'm gonna make myself some food real quick and I'm gonna let Jody dance around in the background and see what and happens mess up all the beat you're not even letting yes. her dance to the beat she's just dancing to her own rhythm <laughs> she's dancing to her own rhythm girl got game but um <laughs> like I just that part is always just hilarious in general but like, I went, I made myself food, I came back, I ate some food while listening to the dank music, and then I was like, alright, let's get back into this. And, uh, speaking on the kids section, if you've never played Beyond Two Souls, there's this moment where she's like, she's like a teenager, and she's going to this girl's birthday party, and essentially Ellen Page's character has powers. She kind of has, like, this ghost poltergeist, uh thing we haven't really delved too much into it yet in the game what it is but like the spirit essentially that can do things for her and the kids are like "Ooh, like use your powers and you can choose not to or to and then the kids are just either irregardless of what you choose they're like "Ooh, we're evil now and we're bitches and to be fair they were always kind of bitches and i mean that not in the empowering kind of way and then of course the fucking the fucking british might the one who was hitting on her was like, oh yeah, she was hitting on me all evening. When I fucking resisted all his advances, fucking tried to make out with me, and I was like, uh-uh, sweetie. Like, he tried to fucking grab my ass, I was like, uh-uh, sweetie. And, like, then he's, like, fucking trying to turn it around and be like, oh yeah, she was looking at me all evening. She was begging for it. And I was like, oh, you're gonna fucking get it, mate. And you get this part where you can choose to get revenge on them. But, like, in the revenge, like... You can, like, knock them out, and you can, like, cause a fire, but, like, I was kind of, I mean, I guess maybe if they had done more, it would have been, like, really dark, but, like, I was kind of expecting for maybe you to be able to do more revenge-wise. I thought um, maybe we'd at least be able to injure one of them. I think you can actually kill them. Can you? I think, I, it's been a while, and I may be wrong. There might be someone in the comments who's like, what the fuck we're talking about. I think there is a way that you can actually, like, I think the fire thing can go to the point that it burns the house down or something like oh, that. shit. I, I, think I mean, I know it can burn the house that. down, but the way that I did it is the kids were leaving with me. But yeah, I think there's a way that you can trap them in the room and they just die. Oh, shit. Which to me is like, yes, fuck children, population control. <laughs> Time to go to Skyrim. I mean, those kids were ready to, like, just fucking let Jody fucking rot in the fucking closet and just, like, God, I just, mmm, bad blood with those kids. Like, mm-mm. And then there's another part earlier in the game where you're playing as, like, little youngster Joey, uh, Jody, and, like, <laughs> Joey. Joey. <laughs> Ratata, hey, You want to know about my Ratata? It's in the top percentage, Kaiba. <laughs> Instead of burning the house down, Ratatouille just comes out and fucking hyperfangs all of them. <laughs> you know, that would have been really entertaining. But I mean, <laughs> other than the games, like those two games, and essentially all the comics I've been reading, that's pretty much more or less been it for me. I think maybe I got like halfway through a book. Reading. Who does that anymore? 
Would you yeah, that's do that on so stone bad. tablets? <laughs> me not know how read. Me no like no pictures. Me no read. Me no scratch paper. Mm. Me drink muscle milk. Fucking muscle milk. I had to deal with muscle milk the other day at work. For, for people who don't know, which really no one really does, I work in like a back room of a store. It's fine and dandy. And mm-hmm. in the back room of the store, you just basically pull objects and push them to the front of the store so that other people <laughs> can put them on shelves. <laughs> what's what's funny about that? I could go in multiple directions with this, but I'm just gonna let you go with your story. I don't want to know how you could turn pulling and pushing objects into multiple directions. I mean, yes, physically you could actually pull an, and push an object in multiple directions, depending on the angle in which you're doing it, that's what you're getting at. Yes, that happens multiple times in a day, but that's irrelevant. So that's what I do, and the other day, like, actually it's like last week, I had to deal with muscle milk, and I just had like an instant repulsion to it. Once I saw it was muscle milk, I was just like, ugh, and I wanted to just like drop it and leave it there, just on the floor. It was, it was a very traumatizing, like, PTSD experience with that. Well, I can't blame you. Uh, muscle milk. Anyways, yeah, that's been my life, apparently, the past while. Muscle milk. <laughs> um, work, my wonderful schedule, which is getting even weirder. Like, the first two weeks have been me going in at four in the morning and leaving at relatively around eight in the morning. Okay, that's kind of annoying because I have to wake up at three. Cool. Get up, throat, please. <clears throat> Explains why I haven't been streaming much because I've been tired, honestly. That and E3 happened. We're gonna get the E3. That's gonna, that'll be a thing. But, uh, next week apparently I've got some 4 a.m. to 9 a.m., so now I'm getting five hours. Ooh, that qualifies me to have a 30 minute lunch break. I don't really get hungry at those hours, to be honest, because I eat breakfast before I go, so I don't know how that's going to work. Um, and I have to you take have to have a lunch break. breakfast. I'm not a fucking hobbit. Thanks, Frodo. I like how you fucking get the reference, too. Of course I get Who doesn't get that reference? I can think of a lot of people that haven't gotten that reference, sadly. I didn't even fucking watch half the first Lord of the Rings movie because I wanted to read them and I still get the reference. Wait, you've never actually seen the movies? I've never seen anything past the first one because I saw the first one and I was, I was like really little and I was like, ooh, I want to read these. And I never read them because I never had The Hobbit. And finally, a couple months ago, I finally got my hands on The Hobbit. So now I can finally read all these books back to back to back. What kid? watches this and then goes, I want to read it. What? You watch it and you're like, hey, now I don't have to read it. Oh, see, I was the exact opposite. I was like, I want to read this. And then my parents got me this really pretty edition of uh, the three books and I was like, ooh la la. But there's actually like seven in the in the whole thing. Like there's the, there's the Lord of the Rings trilogy, there's the Hobbit trilogy, and then there's one other that most people don't know about. I, I thought Hobbit was called. just one book. Hobbit was... Was it one book? I could have sworn. Right. I might mean... be... Okay, it might not be. I might be thinking of the movies again like an asshole. There's the Hobbit. Yeah, I think the movies the... were split. Yeah, the movies were three, which I thought was really stupid, honestly, because too much 
Is it, are we really talking about like, movies that came out like four years ago? Um, yes. <laughs> it, it, it's too much just silly shit in a lot of them. It's like, ooh, singing dwarves. It's like, shut up. Get back to the the, the more serious stuff of the original trilogy. Um, at least in movie terms, the original. But yeah, there's The Hobbit, there's the three Lord of the Rings books, and then there's one, which I can't remember, it's like the, the it starts with like an S or something. Someone who maybe watches or listens to this might know and might brace us with an answer, but there is one of them, and the reason why there hasn't been a movie of it is simply because the family, Tolkien's family, they never liked the movies. They actually quite frankly, hated them, and they're not selling the rights to that book to um, any sort of uh, wow. to make him. So, Holy shit. That, that's what I've heard, that they, that's why we're not getting a movie of that last one. Because I think it explains what happens in between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So it's slightly like it seems slightly like maybe Shadow of Mordor, the game. Now, obviously, it's not based off of that. I don't. The game, I don't think, is based off the book. I think it deals with completely separate things. But it, it does fill in some minor gaps, I think, between those two, The Hobbit and the uh, actual Lord of the Rings. So. Well, one of the few things that I do know about the whole... Uh, Hobbit and Lord of the Rings thing is that funny fact. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis were like the best of friends. They were like super besties together, and they were like, "Yo, bro, I'm gonna write a book series for you." And the other one's like, "Yo, bro, I fucking love you, bro. Like, I'm gonna fucking write a book series for you." So J.R.R. Tolkien essentially wrote the whole like Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and all that. For his fucking mate, C.S. Lewis. And then C.S. Lewis is like, yo, bro, I got this fucking out of silent planet, like, fucking sci-fi book series for you. Like, fucking, you fucking, like, you fucking what? And I, I just, I think that's really cool. Like, literally, that Lord of the Rings came out because of J.R.R. Tolkien's, like, fucking love for his bro. And then C.S. Lewis's out of silent planet has never been adapted, and it's really sad. Hey, I had no idea what the fuck that was, honestly. I never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like his, I think it's, and what's most sad about it is, I think it's his least known work. He's known for, like, Chronicles of Narnia, but I don't think his sci-fi series, like, gets any recognition except for when it came out. Eh, I don't even like Narnia stuff. I remember reading a few of the books as a kid, and I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Oh! You go through a wardrobe, oh, there's a lion, woohoo. And he's a and, Jesus allegory. Yeah, and there's well, yeah. Well, I mean, also speaking of Jesus allegories and stuff, the Hobbit actually has a shit ton of them. Like Bilbo is meant to be a Christ figure. I believe it. I mean, there, well, it, Tolkien, Tolkien had written. There was like a letter that Tolkien had written about this, where he was really worried that the book itself just wouldn't actually sell when he made it, because people either a they wouldn't get the references. They weren't there, there was there was some he was. I don't remember the details of this, but yeah, he he wrote Bilbo to be a, a Christ-like figure, and that he was worried about the success, the potential success of the book. 
And it's so funny because the first time that I watched the movie as a kid, I was like, I, the whole time I was convinced, I was like, so when does Bilbo come back into the picture and is actually the villain? I was so convinced that what? Bilbo was going to be a villain, like, because he just seems so suspicious. And I was like, okay, so is he going to come out now with the villain? Like, is he fucking teaming up with that fucking eye and fucking um, Golem? God, Smeagol. The whole there thing everyone else was wondering was, you know, so when is Sam and Frodo gonna fuck? Oh yeah, I also was expecting that. Like, seriously, just how many... The way fucking whoever plays Sam just looks at Frodo all the time with those eyes he, he gives them. He just has those. You know, where's he just he fucking added Frodo? a layer of homo, like, er eroticism, eroticism. Yes. He has a layer of homo subtext. That was never there before, but just adds to the movies. It's like so overflowing subtext that it's not quite sub anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's there. just text. It's just there. You read it in his eyes as he looks at you. Let me shave the burden. Mm. We share the burden. Oh, baby. Oh my. <clears throat> We can even let Smeagol get it on this. Makes me wonder if they've come out with a gay porn parody of Lord of the Rings. Because I'm I know sure they, they came have. I mean, they came out with Whore of the Rings, but I don't think they've come out with a gay porn parody of it. I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably have. Like, how many people have thought about it, literally? Just think about it. How many people... It's a meme, almost. And you, you think there haven't been Rule 34. I mean, Rule 34, true, but Rule 34 applies to, like, almost all sexualities, and usually most of the time towards either heterosexuality or to lesbian fan art. But, I mean, it can still be applied. With how almost meme status the Frodo exam here is, I'm pretty sure it's, it's there. That's true. I mean, I would not be surprised. I just, I, I feel like we would have heard about it by now. I mean, I'm sure... Okay, I don't know about heard about it. I'm not sure like what news sources you're looking into to get that quality information. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure it exists. Now, if, if you want more obscure stuff, you might get like Sauron X Gandalf. Like that might be a little, you know, less likely to happen. But Sam and Frodo, that's that's that, that's you're getting down on that. The worst thing you'd have to do. The hardest thing would just simply be finding Ooh. two midgets. The hardest thing? Okay, the second hardest thing. <laughs> or maybe third. Anyways. We've... Depending wow. on how much the other one is into it. <laughs> Sam is, but Frodo is just like, mm, nah, not really feeling it today, Sam. Not He's feeling not... it today, Sam, but you know, I, I guess, you know. Yeah. So I see your partner isn't pleasuring you today. Can Windows 10 help you with that? Sam, goddammit, I told you not to download Windows 10. I'm sorry, Frodo. <laughs> it just looks so appealing. It's the ring. The <laughs> ring made him do it. The ring told me to download Windows 10. The whole oh, fucking God. thing was actually concocted by Microsoft. <laughs> yep. Whole time Sauron is just Microsoft. <laughs> Download Windows 10. 
Dear God. It's just exploding from Mordor like a virus in everybody's systems. <laughs> Wasn't, like, Sauron on, like, a fucking volcano, too? Yeah, Mount Doom. The like, most instead of, fucking like, mountain. Instead of, like, volcanic, like, molten lava coming out, it just, like, releases physical copies of Windows 10. <laughs> molten Windows 10, just liquid Windows 10. <laughs> now you can drink it and install Windows 10 in your own body. <laughs> we see you're not chewing your food correctly. Would you like some help with that? Just would takes you like over to... your like your nerves. Oh. Would you like to install Internet Explorer eleven? No, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't want to like. Explore. Did you say yes? Installing. <laughs> God, Internet fucking Explorer. We've gotten so far off the things of what we expected to talk about today. We, that, we right before the podcast, we were like. So we're gonna be talking about basically two main things, right? Yep. Haven't and touched literally, on we even said like there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> and we've we've brought it Windows 10 to erotica to T- Trump temptations. Oh no, no! Don't bring him into this. No. <gasps> Okay, I won't bring a uh, tiny penis man into this. Yes, don't bring the micro cho toupee wearing dude into this. Sorry, I apologize, Internet. You should. You should be sad. Right? Uh, this is awesome. politics. I hate. I hate. Since we brought up politics, can we just mention that no matter who you vote for, you're fucked. The end. There was this tweet that I saw the other day, and it was like, why can't, like, the U.S. be, like, every other, like, not rom-com? Why can't we just break up with someone and take a year to find ourselves? (laughs) Oh, God. Like, who would run? Could you imagine, like, Congress trying to run? The Senate? And uh, you know what? Actually, it's good. The government can just piss off for a little while. They aren't passing any useful laws anyways. Ooh, wait, if we get the Senate running the world, does that mean that we get our own Jar Jar Binks? Okay, and and this is why we're never taking a break from... At that point, we just have anarchy. Just kill them, end them. Jar Jar Binks gets into the United States Senate, which I'm pretty sure half the Senate and just the House in general are run by Jar Jar Binks. Various forms of Jar Jar Binks. He's a giving up me the power to this totally innocent man. Why did you like suddenly go like half Italian with that? I don't know. I was like, what's the like really offensive racist stereotype that Jar Jar Binks sounds like? And I was like, I can't think of it. I'm just going to slowly devolve into Italian because we all know that Jar Jar Binks was just a walking horrible stereotype. Yeah, you just went to like the... Mario Sunshine Mario. It's a me! Dot dot dot. Jar Jar. Anyways, apparently that was all part of what I've been doing for the past month. So to sum that up, I've been working, I've been taking Windows 10 anally through Samwise Gamgee, um, oh. and fighting Mount Doom. 
and then Jar Jar pops in for whatever reason. He's his lair. He's a kill you all! Yeah. So, that's a thing. Um, anyways, Does this mean we can't talk about Darth Jar Jar? Do we need to talk about Darth Jar Jar? Nah, we can save that for another podcast. We can save that for the December podcast, right when Rogue One comes out. Uh-huh. I, I thought you were going to go instead, say, Christmas special. Oh, even better. We can talk about... Okay, so everyone, I'm saying this now so that we can make sure we get it. We're going to get a December podcast, and we're going to talk about the Christmas special. We're going to talk about Rogue One, and we're going to talk about Darth Jar Jar. And Trump Temptations. And Trump Temptations. At that point, we'll probably know who our president is, so, you know, we'll know if we're either (laughs) in... Probably. We're going to know the fucking elections in November. I know. (laughs) Probably. We'll probably know. There's just so much voter fraud on both ends. It's like, whatever. We have got to redo this like four times, recount. In fact, we'll get Canada involved, and they're just going to do our election for us. I mean, honestly, I I think we'd be in better hands if Canada wasn't the one handling the election than anyone who's currently handling it. It's happened before. I remember back during the whole, what was it, Bush-Al Gore thing? Um... There was an issue, I, th- I think it was during this, there was, like, Florida was. was accused massively of voter fraud, and we had to get, like, impartial um, intervention from Canada to come down and deal with it. So they rode on in on a caribou and was just like, here it is. Here's the winner. Yeah, and, and here's some syrup. But And I, also, I we brought you some Canadian bacon. Yeah. I don't, there's really no real offensive stereotypes for Canada that I can throw in here, honestly. Canada's kind of like like a really cool place. Quite literally, it's it's actually pretty cold up there. True. Yeah, there's really just nothing else. Occasional polar bear. Oh, I want a pet little polar bear. That Ah, looks more attractive. No, you don't. No, you don't. You ever see those stupid things about pe- the dumb people who are like, oh, I got a pet tiger. I raised oh, it I... from when it was a baby. It's like, are you high? See, I see it like in a hypothetical situation, I would love them, but not in real life. Because I wouldn't want to domesticate an animal like that because they should be in the wild. Like, they would be so much happier in the wild. Also, they will kill you in your sleep. Oh, what's this? You didn't feed me an adequate amount of food today? Um, I'm just gonna take your left leg. You didn't need that, did you? You you still have, you have a spare. Hold on, let me get a, let me get a soldering iron to chase the wound for you. Chase the wound? Yeah, I know, I was gonna go with a different word there, but chase was the first thing that came into my mind, and I was like, okay, I guess that doesn't fit, but... Okay, but uh, the wound's fucking running away from you. Like the bear just takes the wound with it. Doesn't even make sense. No idea how that works. He's like, peace. You ain't going to no hospital. You don't got no wound. Why do you just laugh? You're just making like. You sound like Jones crying into a microphone. You're welcome. Gotta stop these people. <laughs> if you haven't seen that video, it's like this guy is just—it's uh, terrible. Yes, horrible. Oh fuck yourself. Um, 
anyways, yeah. E3, speaking of horrible. Ooh, E3, speaking of grandiose. No, actually, we're going to touch on E3 a little bit, because this is kind of the most relevant thing we had to talk about. Yeah. You know, big surprise, a movie series of, you know, Lord of the Rings. Not um, not really relevant, surprisingly. Hmm, interesting. Really? Yeah, yeah, it came out, you know, when I was like 12. So. Huh. Hmm, yeah, How do you know? Works. But, uh. E3, 2016 E3 specifically, let's be specific here, this will be uploaded, you know, within a few days, it'll still be 2016, it'll still be Hopefully. June, in fact. Because, you, you know, you never know, uh, sometimes uh, the Roman Mayan calendar like to throw in uh, a little bit of a twist every year. It becomes a leap year every day. <laughs> A full leap year every day. Oh man, now I only have 160 days left to live. Yeah, and now I only have a birthday every, like, 300 years. Anyways, E3. Speaking of 300 years, um, Nintendo finally came out with the Zelda game. Yes, Nintendo finally came out with the Zelda game. Uh, people got... are still barely finding out that it's coming out on the NX as well. People are still barely finding out that their whole reason it's not coming out until March is because of the NX. So I find that a little bit um weird. If bad you ask marketing, me, because, maybe. On I mean, Nintendo's on one hand, I would say it's bad marketing, but on the other hand, like it's I feel like it's such common knowledge because everybody and their grandmother was talking about this when it was announced. Yeah, I feel like if they're gonna, if they were gonna make Zelda Wii U, like everyone was calling it, wouldn't it have, I don't know, come out, you know, closer to when the Wii U was released? Not I mean, I feel like it's the, the same its life cycle. I, I feel like it's the same case with Twilight Princess. Granted, we can argue that since the GameCube had gotten Wind Waker already, it wasn't that upsetting that, even though a bunch of people like were pissed about Wind Waker, it wasn't that upsetting that Twilight Princess was being cross-gen. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel well, like, I mean, Twilight Princess didn't do that well on the Wii because of those stupid waggle mechanics. Like, people yeah. just wanted to play the game. Here's the problem with things like VR. I'll take it here with silly motion controls, voice-activated stupid things. People Xbox who play on. games, yeah, Xbox on, Xbox, Xbox sign on. off, Xbox oh download Windows 10, Xbox self destruct sequence. Like, really quickly, before we go into something else, I want to briefly just touch on this because I don't think you ever heard about this. Okay, um, you know how like you, uh, evidently we just talked about how Microsoft had that whole thing where you can do things, but like if you wanted to sign in and out of a game, like you could tell Microsoft sign in or sign off, and like, you have to be signed in to, like, play online games and stuff. And apparently there was this dude going around with a gamer tag, Xbox sign off. And so, like, whenever he would, like, shoot someone or something, or people would get mad at him, they'd be like, oh, man, fuck you, Xbox sign off. And then, they like, it would cause their Xbox to sign off. And there were so many people who, like, got live reactions of it, and they were like, wait, no, no, no! And then, like... <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. 
I just wanted to briefly segue into that because I feel like that's a story everybody needs to know. I mean, I knew that there'd be people like doing podcasts like what we do or just like YouTube people who just randomly say that because, you know, maybe you'd have it on while watching a YouTube video in the background or something and they'd screw with your Xbox. But somebody literally with that name and people were dumb enough to actually like say it while playing. I know. Oh, dear lord, that's funny. But, speaking of colossal failures, yeah, Nintendo's PR, with the, their their marketing, I feel like they really just need to, they need to get that down, because the Wii U was, okay, was the Wii, yeah, it was the Wii U that wasn't that great. The Wii sold really well. The Wii U, less so, because people didn't really know it was a different console. Yeah, and, so many people okay. that I talked to didn't understand that. Okay, before we even get into that, I remember what we were talking about. We remember we were talking about like VR and Waggle, basically yes. gimmicks. If you buy a game, you just want to play the fucking game. Just give me a controller and let me play the game. Or if it's on PC, as a lot of my games are, um, Same. mouse and keyboard, or like Xbox controller. Yeah, or even, yeah, an Xbox controller, which I use for games like Binding of Isaac and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't want waggle controls. I don't want to be sitting there getting, like, a workout with my arm, waving it around, <laughs> accidentally slapping somebody next to me, knocking over a lamp or something. You fucking, like mate, that. you fucking gave me a fucking black eye on the day of my fucking wedding. <laughs> don't give a piss, mate. <laughs> you lose that Mario Kart, you give me a black eye. <laughs> Like and nobody wants that stuff. Even with VR, I feel like it's it's a gimmick. I don't want a game unless you can really like like science fiction sort of VR. You become like you put, go you you sit in a pod and you're you're transported to a realm and you have all of your senses and whatnot in that realm. Which even then would be scary as hell. Just imagine playing like Skyrim like that. See, my concern would be in, like, a place like that, like, it would be really fun to do the VR and also terrifying, but, like, what if someone tried to murder you while you were in the VR? You couldn't really stop them. No, but, um, how many people want to murder you that that's your first consideration? Like, my first consideration would be just forgetting about real life and dying of starvation. I mean, you see that in Korea, people, in, like, internet cafes. They're just found dead because they sat there for like three days straight and died. Like this is a real thing. Yeah. Imagine if like the type of VR, like the full VR that everybody finds in science fiction, goes to Korea. You just killed like half their population. Like esports is like a national sport for them. That's like their national pastime. You know, people like America, we've got baseball and whatnot, which we really don't anymore. Apparently our national pastime is watching, keeping up with the Kardashians. But, you know, before it was like, you know, that stuff, Korea is a freaking, like, esports. You're gonna kill their whole population with that, because they're all just gonna forget to eat. Well, maybe that's the government's plan. Illuminati! Get Alex Jones to cry in a microphone over it. <laughs> But yeah, like, basically the thing I'm going with with VR, I don't want to wear a stupid 
mask on my face and look like Cyclops from X-Men. I can't even shoot lasers with that. Ooh. I, I don't want that. Just give me a regular controller and all that. Like, I feel like me, like, actively moving my head around while trying to play a game is just going to be kind of sickening because one, I'm not moving my actual body with it. I'm not getting the sensation of moving my body. I'm still using a controller. It's just I have to move my head now to see. That's really disorienting. And just think about it in, like, certain games. Would you want to play, like, Overwatch with that? Would you want to even play, like, Mario with that? Like, no. You, you don't want to have to move your head around, physically move your head, to, to, to see your environment. It's just weird. Here's my thing. So many people, and, like, this isn't just recently. Like, people have been like this for hundreds of years. So many people are lazy and don't really want to do a lot of things. And to be fair, I can relate. I'm that way a lot with a lot of Mm -hmm. things. But, like, so many people aren't going to want to actually physically turn their head to turn their head. Because they're like, I don't want to, that sounds like fucking work. Like, a lot of the time, people are going to want to, like, have the most minimal amount of work that they can put into something to get the maximum amount of results. And that goes for pretty much almost anything. Um, But, like, I was going to make a point with this. I think the main point, like, even even beyond the laziness, like, the laziness is a sub-thing, sure. People are lazy, they don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. But I think the main thing is, it's kind of disorienting and kind of throws off, like, your body. You're used to moving by actually moving. With this, you see, theoretically, yourself moving by moving a controller, by by pushing a a, a freaking a, a joystick, a little nub, whatever you call those things. The stick forward, you move. That's not how that works in real life. You're only giving yourself, like, half actual virtual reality control. Yeah, and, and from what I've heard, it just can cause a lot of motion sickness. I don't See, really want to be vomiting while playing my game, man. I was gonna comment on that because as someone, there are certain things that really my motion sickness only really gets triggered by. Like some people get really triggered by like um the you know like found it. footage films where it's always like shaking like shaky camera where it's moving around. Yeah. I don't really get affected by those, but certain things like. I feel like if I was playing VR, because there are certain things that do affect me, stuff like that would probably make me get really dizzy and, like, just feel really sick to my stomach. Yeah. And that's been a common complaint with especially a lot of the uh, the older dev kits of VR things with, like, the Oculus and whatnot. Which and isn't now... surprising because the Virtual Boy, I mean, the first real, like, big VR thing that came out from a company. Literally big. Um, yeah, I mean, VR, we've tried it numerous times. It's making headway. I think it's, it's here to stay. I remember it's a while definitely ago, here to stay, I think. I remember a while ago when it was first coming out, just, like, same as last week, basically. Yeah, right now it's just four to eight Wednesday, it's Friday, Saturday. You remember a while ago when Monday. it was first coming out? Yeah. Okay, so I don't have to go to work tomorrow. No. Nah. Yeah, no. Nah. Okay, sorry about that. That's going to be fun. I don't remember what I was saying because people just decided to barge into my room. It's real cool. 
You remember a while ago when it was first coming out? Yeah, when it was first coming out, um, I basically I had said that uh, the um, it would just be a gimmick. It wouldn't even be around for very long. But I mean, it's here to stay. It's just a matter of how how much traction is it gonna get? Like, how much is it gonna become mainstream? Like right now, it's not really mainstream. It's almost borderline hipstery, to be honest. Like, it's there. People know about it, but very few ha people have it, because one, it's expensive as hell. And two, not really anything anyone wants to play works with it. Honestly, I don't think it's gonna really start, like, making a lot of waves until maybe ten years from now. That's my thing. I really don't think so, because I mean, video games were kind of, like, popular, but they really didn't start becoming mainstream until, like, what, maybe, like, 2004 like i want to say like into like the like that's when like the home market console started home console market really started to take off i think i, uh, think, I could be completely wrong there i i think the n64 era is really what what really set off the popularity of it and i think that was definitely before i know for well, a I fact that was before 2004 i think that's where the popularity of it began to really set off the n64 the playstation these I think that's where what? the popularity set off. I think where it became mainstream, though, is, like, in 2004, though. Like, that's what I meant. Like, where like it really what, started becoming mainstream. What consoles? Like, PS2, Xbox, or? Like, PS2, Xbox, GameCube, and up. Okay. I mean... I mean, I don't know if I'd say Xbox, because I think the Xbox 360 is where that one started, like, finally coming I mean, up. a like, lot of people had... I, I definitely think when you say Xbox, I usually refer to Xbox 360, even over the oh, one, okay. because I never had a one. But, and then again, I never had a regular Xbox either. I've only ever had a Xbox 360, which is a whole story with that. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, but the Xbox, a lot of people had the original one. And this is the part where we just whistle in silence. Imagine all-star people. <laughs> what was this giant dramatic pause for? Well, I think this giant dramatic pause was a way of trying to bring this all back to the VR discussion. Um, I think, honestly, I just, like, yeah, you're right. Like, it, it, the popularity really started with the N64 I personally feel like, and granted, like, I'm not really that old, so maybe, like, I'm not exactly the best to make this judgment. You're not really that much older than me either, and I feel like that was making it sound like you're, like, decades older. But, uh, like, yeah, I'm oh, actually 60. Like, I feel like where, like, the home market really started, home console really started to become mainstream is around 2004. And now it's definitely mainstream. So, like, I guess the main argument I'm trying to make is, like, I don't really see it starting to take off until maybe 10 years from now, and maybe like 20 to 25 years from now, maybe being mainstream. Because I feel like by then, virtual reality will have a like less expensive tag to it. Maybe, but I just want to wonder what what special what came out in 2004 that had this happen. Mm, let's see. 
Like, I, if you're saying specifically 2004, there's got to be like well, a catalyst, like an actual I'm thing like, that pushed it to that point. I I guess it's mostly just I'm like guessing like around this year. Like, I, it's more of like a guesstimation from like 2002 to like 2006 because there were like a lot of like really big games that came out around then. Halo came out, Final Fantasy X came out, uh, Silent Hill 2 and 3 came out, which are arguably the most popular in the franchise. Um, like, I think Resident Evil 4 came out, which is arguably probably the biggest title in the franchise. Not exactly the most loved, although, to be fair, that probably goes more towards 5 and 6, but I think it was probably the biggest. Like, I feel like that time period had, like, a lot of the really, like, monumental games that came out that a lot of people have nostalgia boners for now, you know? Uh... Like, the game that really set off a lot of people's, like, gaming careers. Like, that's personally what I think. I could be completely fucking horseshit on this, but that's personally what I've kind of guesstimated. I think at that point it depends maybe on also the the age of the person. Like, the people it, who It are depends on the age. On the, the older side of our generation like in probably in like their late 20s or early 30s at that point which is still technically part of our generation um they probably would go back to like super nintendo sort of era with games like chrono trigger or even go further back or not necessarily further back but uh in, like, on so on Final Fantasy One. Yeah, well, I was gonna say like Final Fantasy Seven. Oh no, but I was making a joke because you said like further back. I was going like way fucking old, like the eighties. The, the Atari. I like Pong. I like Pong. I like how uh, you can play yourself. I mean, it's not the only game you could play yourself. There's so many segues I could do to something that, anyways, we'll save that for last. Basically, this is all going back to Nintendo's release of the new Zelda game. Which, speaking of gimmicks, as probably a lot of them, there's... It's interesting, you know? The initial look at the game, we got a lot of gameplay of it from one little area. But the initial thing is that they're open world, but it seems kind of empty. Which is an issue that Zelda Nintendo has had with their Zelda games. Twilight Princess, Giant Field, pretty empty. Um, even like looking back retroactively at Hyrule Field for Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah, the empty. in Ocarina of Time it was very empty. Yeah, I mean at the time you didn't necessarily notice. You were just like, because it it was new. It really hadn't been done like that before too much. So the novelty factor of it still remained. In 2016, um, we want some population, like, some living human beings. Could you maybe have shown that? Like, that's what concerns me with the, the, the new Zelda, is that if they had villages and cities, and I realize they don't want to necessarily share stories, like, the, the spoil the story or whatever, but you could show, like, pictures and the trailer of the cities. The fact that they didn't show any of that has me concerned that maybe they're just aren't any. Or if they are, or if they are there, they're very underwhelming. From what, like, uh, and this is something that we had talked briefly about before the Skype call, and you were like, wait, we have to save this for the, uh, for the Skype, for the podcast. Yeah. Like, they, from what I understand, apparently people who, like, 
played the demo themselves said that it felt a lot more immersive story-wise and that they encountered quite a bit of people. So if that right. is true, if that's not horse shit, then you, you would have think that Nintendo would have showed that off a little more. Well, what do they mean by people? Do they mean like Zelda 1 style? They went behind a waterfall and there's an old man who's like, shit, it's a secret to everyone type of a thing? Or did they encounter like maybe like traitors? Like what type of... We still saw virtually nothing about I think we only the... saw that old man. Yeah, we saw an old man who's like, ooh, look at the old cathedral. Ooh. But other than Ooh, that, cathedral boner. Ooh. yeah, mm, this is where I used to diddle the choir boys. But <laughs> why is and he going French? But like, were there? We still don't really know anything about the economic system in the game. We, we saw don't. virtually no rupees. Again, I believe that somebody when I was watching the Twitch live thing said that they saw, like, a very faint, um, very quickly in, like, the menu in the top right corner where, like, the face cam stuff was, very briefly, like, a, a small piece that looked like something that was, like, a rupee counter. But we didn't actually see any out in the overworld, which is immensely unique for Zelda because these things are, like, a dime a dozen. Yeah. You play all these other Zelda games, and you're like, oh, yay, rupees. Let me just go throw them around like and wipe my ass with them because you, you have too many. So maybe Nintendo is going the line of, well, the economy sucks. It's a bad recession. Nobody has money. You ain't going to find them in random pots or just hit it in the grass, which I like. If that's how they're doing it, if they're making money very rare, I'm all for it. But I think that would be really unique for the game. Yeah. I like, But at the same time, Weapons, your weapons and your shield and stuff, they can break. But you find these things literally everywhere, it seems. So for me, You never really have to worry about running out of them. It's not only the matter of you don't have to worry about running out of them, but also they break so quickly. That's the real concern I have, is that you get them, oh, look, cool sword, like two minutes later, it's broken. Like by the time you just finish trying it out, it's like, oh... Well, now I don't have it anymore, and I have to go fight with this club. Let me go beat him with a stick. So <laughs> stick. Yeah, let me beat Ganon with a stick. So you know there are going to be people, be people who do stick-only runs. They're crazy. You won't have enough inventory room for that, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. I mean, there are people in uh, Link to Two Worlds, or A Link Between Worlds, rather, who did like all lantern runs. Because eventually you could upgrade your lantern and do as much damage as the Master Sword, I think, so. Pretty ridiculous. But, um, like, with the weapon stuff, are, as you, again, we saw only one area, likely just a starting location. But as you spread out, are you going to find stronger weapons? Likely. But if you find stronger weapons, will their endurance be stronger as well? Will they last longer? Will you, and this goes back to the people question, and we talked about this in our E3 thing that we did, so you'll get plenty more details, plenty more in-depth discussion there, but will there be, like, population, will there be smiths who can reinforce your weapons, make them so that they do more damage, upgrade them in one way or another, make them so that they don't break if you 
hit a tree by accident or something stupid. Like, will there be ways... I used the Master Sword on a rock, and now it broke. Yeah, that's that's one thing I want to do. I do want to break the Master Sword by, you know, beating an old man. Beating, like, an NPC who I should not be trying to kill. And just break it against a tree or something. But... <laughs> oh! Can we really briefly, before we continue, just briefly while it's on my mind, talk about how you can blow yourself up? You could do that in Zelda, like, before. I the- know. I know. But it's so hilarious that they keep putting these in the games. I'm so happy they do it. Like, you yeah, could always do it in the new. previous games. No, I know it's not anything new. I just like that they keep it in the games. So now you can find even more unique ways to kill yourself. Congratulations, <laughs> Zelda Suicide Simulator. Sudoku Simulator. Oh, God. You just play math puzzles until you die. Oh, Legend of Zelda 2, the math edition, the kind that we played back in school. I remember that. I remember playing a game called Math Blasters in Search of Spot. Obviously, slightly parodied off of In Search of Spock, Star Trek, but, you know. Did you find Spock? Uh, yeah, you did. After shooting pizza and math problems out of space, you eventually run into an evil alien guy, and you have to do math to defeat him and rescue Spot. It's real, uh, it's, it's real something. I like how hesitant that sounded. When, what was hesitant? It's a real something. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I did it when I was in, like, second grade. I was homeschooled for, like, first and second grade, so... This was my math education. See, since you were homeschooled, this is exactly why we need to watch Mean Girls. What? 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 No. If you watch Mean Girls, you would understand that reference. Oh, no. I don't want to do that. Oh. I'm going to force you to watch, like, a 24-hour marathon of the Star Wars Holiday Special. That doesn't sound so bad. Your mic does, though. Does it really? And now it doesn't, but it sounded like you were in the bathroom. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, are you taking a shit while on the Skype call again? (laughs) This whole time on the podcast, everyone, I've been in the bathroom. You are now on the podcast. Stroking it. In the bathroom with JHK. Today mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you all how to shave while grapefruiting. I'm going to teach you how to velocity fap your man. Anyways, going back to your man. Yeah, Zelda. The other thing that's in there, other than the open world, broken weapons, stuff like that, which I don't mind. I like that there's some RPG elements in here. It's kind of cool. I like the difference in weapons. Um... Food items, which it basically is just like a slightly expanded potion system as far as we've seen. Because yeah. though you can die of exposure, it seems like too cold, probably even maybe too hot. We'll have to see. But um, although you can die of exposure and stuff, you can't really die of hunger or thirst. So it literally it's just, hmm, kill me. Well, I mean, if you could die of thirst, Link would probably die at the very beginning of the game because he's just thirsty. For the old man. Mm-hmm. He wants to be his choir boy. Let me stroke your beard. 
Uh, okay, <clears throat> we're gonna stop. Um, yeah. So th that's something that I feel like is just kind of there. I would rather them like, and you can apparently cook. We saw that in the trailer. It was like a cooking thing. So you could probably make better food to heal yourself better, which is all right. Maybe there's a more elaborate crafting system. We definitely saw materials, so that's cool. Maybe we'll be able to build like a, a base so that the world won't be empty. Ooh, so like Fallout just... 4. Like Fallout 4, no, no. Ugh, Fallout 4. I, that <laughs> game, like, I I have never played a Bethesda game for such little amount of time. And, like, it's a true. part of me... Part of me is like, you know, maybe I just didn't give it a chance. And the other part of me is like, maybe I just don't want to deal with 30 frames a second because it's poorly optimized because I know my computer can handle it at 60 easily or should be able to. And maybe I just don't want to deal with just like, another settlement needs your help. No. Here. You should get it another... at 12 frames per second. Fucking hell no. Oh, that's like me trying to play Sleeping Dogs. That was 12 <laughs> frames per second. The stream that never was immediately deleted off the VOD. But, like, that game, it just, it just felt like the thing with Bethesda, and I think we should talk about this will be a good way to get into Bethesda as well, because that was at E3. The thing with Bethesda, I feel, with like how they do RPGs, is it's so formulaic now. You know, when it first happened with Morrowind and even into Bolivian, I liked Morrowind, loved Morrowind, loved Oblivion. Skyrim's alright, mostly because of mods. We'll get to that. But, like, its formula is just, here's a quest, go into it's a dungeon. It's stale. Yeah, it's stale, and it's just, quest, go to dungeon, kill thing, Return with thing. It's like 90% of the quests are here. Now go do this quest. Yeah, or here. You've got a different quest. Go to place. Kill thing. Come back. You don't even need to grab anything this time. Like, the quests just feel... or Even like Skyrim, you had the one where it's like, Here, take this ring and go put it back into this bitch's house. Like, that's it? That's my only <laughs> option? I can't, like, record him? Or anything like you don't give me options. I have to just break into her house and go throw it in a cupboard. Like how stupid is that? Who thought that was a good quest? I had more enjoyment basically delivering letters in Morrowind because at least it was lore with those. This is just oh, I accidentally bought a stolen ring. We don't know who stole the ring. We don't know why he bought it. We don't know how he figured it out stolen. He just said that, oh, this other lady in this very big town, because Skyrim was supposed to have huge cities, I'm doing air quotes here, basically Did said she... that she lost the ring that looks exactly like it. Oh, and it just so happens to be that one. Do you know how many rings in the world look identical? Oh, that's right, like every one of them, because there's only like six different variants of rings in the entire game. Oops. No, 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 but sad. Only one ring to rule them. Windows 10. Red now. ring of your computer. <laughs> now in Skyrim with mods. Yeah, actually, you know, we were just talking about that a little bit. 
Um, we have a letter to the, the Dragonborn from our um, sponsors. <clears throat> Dragonborn, your free Windows 10 upgrade is ready. No file left behind. Come visit us at the Microsoft headquarters in the Imperial City in Cyrodiil for your free upgrade. Regards, Microsoft. <clears throat> now that our um, message is uh, out of the from way. From sponsors. Yeah. yeah. This podcast Every day is great with Windows 10. Hmm. It's good to know that you can sing while having a gun pointed at your head. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, that's the, that's the issue I have with the current Bethesda formula. Their quests are stale. We've seen them all before. Their writing, I find, I mean, now granted, do you really play a Bethesda game for the wonderful stories? Of no. course. I mean, remember that time when, um... No, I don't. You don't even well, remember it. Remember that time when, um... Well, there was that time with the storm hold, um... Mm-hmm. Well, the exactly. dragonborn lady, um... Lady, yeah. Exactly, there's nothing that's really memorable. Now, granted, again, a lot of people, you know, hype and ride Morrowind's dick, and... Somewhat rightly so in terms of writing, because that was that game had the best writing out of all of them. Other than that, I mean, it is still a Bethesda game. It, I feel like there's a lot of nostalgia glasses going on, and but I also feel like it was it wasn't old then, as where now with Skyrim it's old, and you know we bring up Skyrim and everything because instead of making a new revamped Formula Elder Scrolls game, which I feel like the reason maybe why we didn't see that this year is because the insane backlash Bethesda got, despite, you know, Pete Hines coming out, seeming nervous as all hell. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he, he he felt like he had a gun put to his head. Like, he was... He I, looked I felt so a bad for him. The entire stream, like, you remarked on it, and you were like, wow, what is he gonna announce that has him so worried? Like, literally, one, he looked sleep-deprived, and two, he just looked like he was worried the whole crowd was gonna throw eggs at him. Like, it was, it was kinda sad, poor dude, because I've seen him announce other things, and he comes out confident and generally knows, like, he, you know, snap to it, gets it done. And this one, he just, he is, like, fiddling with his hands. He did not seem comfortable at all up there. Like, he knew they done goofed. They didn't have anything that anyone really wanted other than, there's Quake. Oh, yeah, everyone pretty much guessed that. Um, so there's that. But, like... There was Dishonored too. Yeah, there was Dishonored too, and then there was also Prey, but we'll get to those. I think the reason... Oh, yeah. The reason why we didn't see a new Elder Scrolls game is because of the backlash I think Fallout 4 got for its engine. Because They're still using... The exact same engine. Yeah, it's like it's been the same engine, I think, since Oblivion. They've just done minor upgrades to it each time, primarily graphical upgrades. They're now using, since Skyrim, they're using a different coding system now. They're using um, Papyrus, I think. I think they're still using that with Fallout 4, or at least they were. And it's just like, uh, yeah, but look at your, one, look at your character models. Again, I'm going to say this, and I've said it before. The litmus test for good-looking character models is freaking Phantom Pain. Metal Gear Solid, Phantom Pain, had some of the most... Phantom Pain is 
beautiful. Some of their most beautiful. Okay, people were making jokes. Phantom Pain comes out. Fallout Four comes out. Freaking D Dog Doge versus Dog and Meat Doge. D Dog just looks beautiful. Like that, I want to give that dog a hug. Even though I accidentally shot him a few times, but I want to <laughs> and ran him over in a car. But I, I like remember is, that time. I heard it. Yeah, don't worry. I heard it in salt in slow motion when I shot him in the freaking stomach. It was like, oh, why did you run in front of me at that time? I, I hit him and he just went flying. It was, it was sad. But uh, yeah, that happened. Um, like the dog looked much better. The hair fidelity on that and hair. Let's be honest, hair is not easy to do. I thought Quiet's hair still looked a little weird in Phantom Pain. I feel but like, I mean, and a lot of animators have talked about this, hair is apparently one of the hardest things that you can capture. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's so diverse. There's so many different types, and to get it accurate, like, what that does to your frame rates, if you want really smooth, fluid motion hair, like, you're asking for frame rate drops, and in the end, you have to ask yourself, is it worth potentially disrupting the stability of our game to make this hair look good. And generally, I think, and rightly so, most developers probably say, no, it's not. Because yeah. in the end, you might comment, oh, your hair looks a little weird, but at least the game runs. But in, you know, Phantom Pain, I think, like, Huey is a good example. His hair was amazing. I know, why am I talking about Huey's hair? Like, this is, can't believe we're, this You're has not become our snake, podcast. I remember. Yeah, fuck that. Fucking Huey, please. Just get on your boat, take your canned goods, get out of here. But... Oh my yeah. god. Uh, it, uh, it, it, and then you look at Fallout 4 and it's just like, another settlement needs your help. I have no, no care in the world about my voice acting. I have no care in the world about how I look. It's like you... The character models look terrible. The story was interesting. I mean, I don't like they just ripped off a of Blade Runner a little bit there. But, and granted, I've never even seen Blade Runner, and I still recognize the sheer Blade Runner influences. But it was just like, eh. it just falls flat. The engine is unstable. You're just adding upgrades upon outdated engine, which still makes it outdated. It's just like, eh. So I think the reason, it's a very long way basically for me saying, I think the reason why we didn't get a new Elder Scrolls game is because of the backlash against basically the engine and how the game ran. Bethesda do you think is gonna, maybe they're, do you think they're remaking it from the ground up yeah, maybe? I think that's exactly what they're doing. I think they're remaking a new engine. I think they have to at this point. I mean, we can even look at, Look at what Prey was. Prey looked completely better than uh, Fallout 4. Yeah, it looked a lot better than Fallout 4. I'll imagine Skyrim on that sort of engine. Like, looking the way it does, or looking like Prey? Like, I mean, like, okay, let me rephrase that. I said Skyrim. Imagine the next Elder Scrolls game on that engine. Like, with that level of mm. graphics, especially in, like, character models and stuff. Okay, see, that right there, I feel like, and uh, to be fair, graphics don't always make a game, 
But no, usually don't. your game needs to at least look, and like this sounds so fucking superficial, but your game needs to look pretty. Yeah. Like it doesn't need to be the highest graphical, like I don't need like the highest pixels, like the highest Microsoft. quality pixels. <laughs> I don't need the highest Old quality pixels. 10. But I need something that looks nice. Like, for example, yeah. and this is going back to Legend of Zelda very quick, but Wind Waker. Wind Waker uses cell shading. It is not one of the most highest, like, graphically graphical games, but it looks just phenomenal. And part of it's because of art style. And, like, I feel like your game really needs to look pretty. And the thing is that even when I saw the Fallout 4 trailers and I still got fucking hyped for it, it didn't look pretty it looked cool and great and i was so happy to see fallout 4 but the thing is like how you mentioned the models don't look that great even if we're gonna compare it to last gen the models don't look that great they stick out frankly what i saw a fallout 4 trailer and now i know that this is obviously not relevant fallout 4 but i mean this is last e3 but what I saw of that was basically, here's some generally nice-looking environment. They've got some stuff here to pretty it up. And then here's a character model that sticks out like a Thor... A, a Thor? A, a sword. A Thor. It's, yes, it sticks out like Thor, as if Thor fell into your world. You're going to notice... Oh, yeah, the God of Thunder. I don't Quest know why me. Thor got that accent, dude. He's Nordic. What, what the fuck accent was that? I don't know. I was kind of going for the Australian accent that Chris Hemsworth has. Okay. Is Australia Nords, Vikings? Well, no, no, because uh, Chris Hemsworth is the actor who plays Thor, and he's Australian. Whatever. Back to Bethesda. Basically, back to this year. Why we're not seeing a new Outer Schools game, I believe, is because they they need to revamp their engine. However. We're seeing Quake. Yay, you'll see more of that apparently at QuakeCon. Now download Windows 10. <laughs> you'll see more of everything at QuakeCon. Like, can we just talk about how E3 felt like the the E3 of, here's our one gimmick that we're going to constantly mention throughout every conference. The Sony had their Sony VR. Microsoft had Windows 10, please download. And, like, Bethesda had... QuakeCon, please, please buy tickets, please come. Please come to QuakeCon. We're, yeah. we're actually giving away the tickets. Just just come, please. With every with every three copies of Windows 10 downloaded, you get one free QuakeCon ticket. <laughs> and for every friend you recommend, you get 10 QuakeCon tickets. And with every 10 QuakeCon tickets, you get entered into a sweepstakes to be a beta tester for Sony VR. And for every Sony VR system that you beta test, you then get a chance to see the NX. But only with VR Windows 10. Yeah, only with VR Windows 10. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, Bethesda really didn't have anything for E3 for me, honestly. Prey was there, and it looked interesting, but we really didn't see gameplay. And the general concept of it, which I was really kind of annoyed with, I wanted to see you on that planet with that city and whatnot, not apparently you're in a space station and something goes wrong and aliens, and it's basically like alien isolation, except the darkness consumes you because you're an edgelord and you now use the darkness and psychological powers to defeat enemies, so... 
Well, don't forget, okay. though. You, you're forgetting about the biggest thing of all during Prey that we found out. Oh, he yeah. has bad news for him. Yeah, I've got something to tell you, and you're not going to like it. I need you to come in on Saturday. So you're going to need to take that base station back down here on Earth. Oh. Yeah, you're doing a vacation. I know like you're all the way on a different planet right now, but um, we really I... need you back in um Minneapolis like Saturday for our presentation. We need some uh, spreadsheets done. So Chris didn't can... come in. He was having drama at home, so it's really I just... unfortunate. He's sick. The baby's sick. I I can't. Chad's shit. sick. Yeah, it's we just we we need you to come in. I know your vacation. It's a big thing being on the other side of the solar system. But look, and I, I mean, know I heard Dave an alien, is, but like Dave is down in Mexico right now, and that's pretty far. And I know that you're in Pluto, but. If you can just come on down, a spaceship's going to be faster than a plane for him, and he's he's working down there, and you're just, you know, on that vacation that you haven't taken in five years, but we really need you. And to be fair, coming down to the space station's going to be a lot easier than what he's going to have to get through to come over the wall. I mean... Yeah, after Trump's wall, I mean, it's pretty big. I mean, I feel like we both agreed on Prey, though, because I'm still very interested in it, but I even mentioned this, too. I was really interested in seeing him interact in this planet, like, on this yeah. planet, in this world, because that's what the trailer primarily showed. And that's it looked exactly so it cool. It looked interesting. I would have liked to have seen, like, a dystopian sort of, like... I mean, the... the these things have been done a lot, but like, you know, if you just think of like Mirror's Edge, a very beautiful dystopian society. A lot of times you see dark, edgy, dystopian, like gritty dystopian societies. I'd like to see the beautiful, illusory dystopian societies again. Mm -hmm. Where you just, can, you're, you're just in that, and then, I mean, you as a player have to have that conflicting feeling of, is it, you know, is it really that bad? Do I really want to like go through with all of this to right the wrongs or whatever? Or do I want to just go with it? So I, I mean, like that would be a cool concept. But instead, we're up in space with aliens. And I mean, that could be cool too. But I'm just kind of bummed that we're not getting like the prey that originally before the alien parts that we were shown off. Yeah, and it like, just feels it, like gone. Uh, no, I was. I feel like we're about to just talk about the same thing. Like, so you can say your piece. The thing that I'm gonna say is that like space stations, aliens, they've been done before a mm -hmm. lot. Like it's. I I don't see how you're gonna add something refreshing and new at this point. I feel like you're basing it now almost entirely upon your gameplay and story, like really good storytelling, not necessarily the plot. Because again it's not going to be anything really new. So you've got gameplay and the way it's, the story's presented that you're kind of, you're focusing on hugely here. And I just don't think, I don't think it's going to work as well as it, as it could as where, as opposed to being down back on that planet. And like, I mean, granted you can still do something that's been done before. Like, like, I, I, there was this comment on a video that I saw once about this, like, anime, and it was talking about how, like, the anime 
didn't really bring anything new to the table, but it was essentially like a buffet of all your favorite foods. Like, it was still very good, still very, like, you enjoyed it, it was so good, and there wasn't anything new to it, but it was all your favorite things yeah. in it. Well, I mean, and so, like... Gonna go on. No, I was just gonna say, like, like, yeah, like, that, like, they could still do something like that. However, I would have liked to have seen something a little bit different like something new like i would have liked to have seen the dystopian world that we could have explored and maybe we will we don't really know yet but they did say that you know it's gonna be in a space station just going off what you said if you don't necessarily need to do anything new i think a perfect example of that is trails in the sky legend of heroes trails in the sky it doesn't mm-hmm. do anything new there, there's nothing new in that game the combat's kind of unique i like the combat system especially in second chapter feel it really picks up there but it's nothing unique the story itself though definitely amazing and there are stories like that that have been out there before the graphics aren't anything impressive the, the general gameplay isn't really anything new it's just presented and executed in such high like skill level here it's just it's done so well that it comes off as refreshing like even some of the characters, there's numerous cliche characters. In fact, almost every character follows around some sort of cliche or trope. But again, they're presented in such a way, the writing is so well done. And obviously the localization as well, because got a stroke off that. Because actually cares about what they do. Because XC actually is amazing, by the way. Um, Trails of Cold Steel 2 got three Best of E3 nominations. So, Not a surprise. So, well, it was, yeah, it was nominated for them. I don't know if it won, but got three nominations. But, uh... And the funny so thing is it wasn't even shown off at any conferences. It was just yeah a trailer uploaded. It was a trailer uploaded, and it was just a small little E3 booth that they have there. But I mean, so it's an example of you don't need to do anything necessarily new. I mean, even so, like with Prey, dystopian futures, not new. You just need to do them refreshingly and well executed. You can execute it well. But, you know, I'll quote Todd Howard here since it's Bethesda. Your ideas aren't as important as your execution. Said that a long time ago. Unfortunately, it seems like he's stepping back from his own words because he isn't executing as well as he used to. And granted, Todd Howard has nothing to do with Prey. He had, I'm pretty sure, little to no influence on that. He works with Fallout and, and Elder Scrolls. But, you know, he is still Bethesda. When you think Bethesda, you think Todd Howard. Do you have anything you want to add on to that? For, like, Bethesda in general, or for Prey? Oh, just, like, fix your mic first for a minute, because that kind of hurt. Oh, sorry. Uh, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, that's weird. It went, like, super crackle, and it was a little painful. Yeah, just in general, like, anything in general, then. Um, I guess then, if we're going to talk about, like, uh, well, to really wrap up, I guess, uh, Prey, I'm still interested in it. It definitely wasn't as big of a disappointment as another game that we got lulled into a false sense of security about and turned out to be exactly what we were afraid it was going to be. Uh, we'll talk about that later. That, that gets that, yeah, huh? Bandicunt? No, no, no. Not Bandicunt, but, um, the fucking, uh, what, uh, the, 
the 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 one that Sony showed off. The the one that turned out to be a zombie game. Oh oh yeah yeah um. I don't remember the name of it either. That's something like uh, about it. Days alive, some survivor days. I don't know. Like as soon as the first trailer for it was pretty solid. Like we were both really interested in it, and then literally it was their end show thing, and then we were both. I was excited about seeing at the end of their show. I was like, "Ooh, I'm really excited to see what this looks like." And then I just lost all inspiration once they showed the zombies. I don't remember what exactly the name of it was, but it was Sony Survival thing and we were like oh cool it looks like the trailer showed it they didn't show zombies so we're like cool it looks like a post-apocalyptic survival thing but for fuck's sake thankfully with no zombies because really we've seen hundreds of these things maybe not hundreds. hundreds but you've seen we've seen a lot of them in recent years like the zombies with the whole craze for walking dead have become it's become too much. It's ridiculous. It's like how vampires were a giant thing back with Twilight. There's just this nice little... Out loud. Very good, mother. <laughs> a were-whale. But, uh... Were-whale. <laughs> <laughs> let me get in the water. I'll save you. Fucking making a giant splash in a swimming pool. <laughs> um, shit, I don't even know where we were going. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were talking Yeah. <laughs> but then, what, if we saw the trailer, like, cool. A survival game without zombies. That's cool. That seems interesting. And I mean, yeah, there really isn't anything like that, I don't think, out there. Or if there is, it's probably not well executed. It's not. There are a few games out there like that, but they're not well executed. And so the fact that we saw something of this like caliber with Sony and it didn't seem like it was doing zombies, I was really excited. And then they showed the zombie thing, and I was like, okay, opting the fuck out. And not even not even was it like one or two zombies. It was like straight up armies just piling over each other. Which interesting mechanic. I'm kind of surprised that they could get that many, like in a single scene without causing the game to lag, that's Well, it's probably... On one hand, it could be impressive. On the other hand, how much you want to bet that build was running on PC? Also, very likely. Um, But was it on a PC running? Oh, that's true. I mean, if it doesn't have Windows 10 page download, then you know. Yeah. And then it's it's not a real manly PC. It's not a real PC. It's it's almost like a Mac. Ha ha ha. But I mean, one Linux. So, God, the fucking one guy in the room who likes Linux. Um, <laughs> to to relate back to what I was gonna relate this to though, like at least Prey wasn't to that level. I'm still very much interested in Prey. Irregardless of what concept it goes with, maybe we will see the dystopian world in flashbacks. Maybe we'll have playable flashbacks. Who knows? But um, maybe we will come down on Saturday from that space station to go gotta work for a little bit. while. Better get overtime. Gotta get, gotta get that overtime for the VK. But um, like I, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing Dishonored too. 
as we were watching it, you were like, wow, this looks unpolished. And I was like, it's okay. It's not coming out this year. They'll polish it up. Uh, <laughs> and literally within like what, like two minutes of me saying that, they were like November 11th or something like that. Like, yeah, I think November, it's November 11th. Yeah. The and they're freaking like, they released Skyrim. <laughs> it's coming out this year in November. And I was like, oh, well, um, I mean, the game still looks cool, but guys, your, your game isn't really that polished. But again, yeah, we talked is. about this. Dishonored, the first one, I think was like a B-rated game. And I think that's kind of what they're aiming for, Dishonored, which is on one hand, cool, but on the other hand, kind of sad because I think Dishonored has the potential to be like an A-rated game. But what at the same time... A? At the same time, I feel like maybe because of how much they're focusing on things like Fallout and revamping yeah, Elder Scrolls and the revamped Doom and oh, yeah. Quake, speaking which of, is... Yeah. Speaking of the revamped Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls, the, the Skyrim remastered HD edition oh, yeah. I was waiting HD to remix with N. Knuckles featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Oh, yeah, that. Um, so, basically, I've had Skyrim on PC for a while now. Um, I got a few mods, because that's the mainly the big selling point of the uh, Skyrim HD remix here, is, uh, now you can download mods. Oh, look, it's prettier. Well, actually, Bethesda, um, we could get it for, like, ten bucks on a Steam sale. In fact... Guess what's very soon? The Steam Summer Sale in a couple of days. I know, I'm so excited. Yeah, unfortunately I don't get paid until Friday, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. But, uh, um, so yeah, Steam Summer Sale, so, um, probably could get Skyrim Legendary Edition for like 15 bucks. And if you got a decent computer, download an ENB. Welcome to Skyrim HD Remix. Because that's literally all they did to those damn graphics. They put HD textures. Guess what? Every modern, their grandmother's done it. And it looks like they have an, an ENB. They're like, oh, look at our god rays. Yeah, sorry. Modders achieved that like a year after the game was released. Why are you so behind? I so, think literally I saw a tweet that said, oh, yeah, Skyrim Remastered, that thing we've been playing for already a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then it gets even worse when you saw the mods that they showed people downloading in their HD remix version. Friendly dragons! Like, really small things. Ooh, let me get this new item pack. Basically everything that you can do only with the creation kit. Now let's expand on that with a little something called Skyrim Script Extender, which doesn't exist for consoles as far as I'm aware. You can't get it on consoles at all. 90% of the really good mods have script yeah. extender. Yeah, they require the script extender, which means you're basically only going to download friendly dragons. You're not going to be able to get, you know, Thomas the Dink balls. Engine. I, I'm sure you can get Thomas the Dank Engine. That's something that I actually saw at my job the other day. They were selling Thomas the Dank Engine. And I'm just like, no. Nah, I'm, this is my two-week resignation. Giving my two weeks notice, I'm out of here. But, uh... 
Yeah, like, you're not going to be able to get things like Frostfall, which adds hypothermia and whatnot to the game. Because if I recall, that requires the script extender, or even some cloaks that require the script extender. Things like enhanced survival stuff, script extender. Some of your base building stuff, script extender. Like, you're not going to get this just simply because you don't have the freaking the script extender to do it. You don't have the coding power. So basically what Bethesda has done is like, sure, here are some mods, but they're basically all in-house mods, quote-unquote, because you can really only use what they provide you with the the um creation kit. Which, grant, they provide you a good amount, but there are still things like <clears throat> custom animations. Um, yeah, assholes. Maybe let us add those. Like, you know, weapon animation groups. That would be nice. Really good. So I could add my fucking spears to the game. But yeah. Basically, a Skyrim is that they threw you a bone, but it was already half chewed. Half chewed and already, like, really enjoyed on, like, somebody already got, like, the filet mignon from it, and now it's just, like, the fat. Ew. Yeah, that's basically it. Like, it, even with, like, the pictures <laughs> that they showed. <laughs> even the that's just your general showed, response. <laughs> that's my general response to what they did, though. Like, like I, was I know. The pictures that they showed was just like, yeah, let me get two mods on, and I've achieved what took you freaking four years to do. I, it's when here's the thing with modding communities: when you let modders have this much control with your game, you get a few things. You you release a game, you inevitably know that modders are going to somehow these amateur enthusiasts are going to somehow come out and up-play you. They're going to up you and they're do gonna better at things. They're, they're, they're going to do better. They're, yeah, they'll find your bugs. They'll fix them. Now, granted, you should probably patch those things yourself because, you know, you are a development studio. You get you paid for this. You should rely on the modding community to yeah, fix you your don't, mistakes. You don't want to rely on it. But here's where I'm going with this. They come out. They, you know, they make things that people download, that people like, that people think should have been in your game, that people want in your game, and they push you. That's how it should be. If you want a healthy modding community and healthy feedback from them, they push you. You look at it and go, oh, well, people like this. You don't need to necessarily copy what they like and, like, put it in your game, like, you know, your god right ENBs, which everybody's made. You... You, though you look at it and you go, okay, well, let's assume there's a lot of magic mods. Okay, we need to do next game or next update, maybe, next expansion. Let's expand on the magic, because the players want this, apparently. Look how many downloads this magic mod's getting, or this survival mod is getting, or et cetera, et cetera. You look at the general concept and you go, okay, let's focus on that. Let's add that in there, because people want that. There's a demand in it for it. And that'll make it better. So you come out, you respond to what the modders are doing and what the community wants. And then afterwards, the modders go at it again. They go, okay, well now let's up this again. And here's this new thing. And it's a back and forth thing where developer and modders are continuously upping the ante here and pushing each other to do a well 
and to do better things with the game or with the next installment into the series, etc. Healthy and, competition to keep their game surviving. Yeah, something like that. It's it's not even really a competition as much as just two different groups pushing each other to really come out and do their best. And with what we see with Bethesda, it feels like the modding communities doing more than pushing. They're just like waffle stomping you. They're outplaying you hard. And you're not responding to it. You're just letting them fix your problems. And then your response is, well, let's just make it look a little better. And now you can just get some stuff that they already made because we're too fucking lazy to do it. This is not how that works. Or at least not for a healthy community. That's not how that works. And it seems almost kind of offensive. Like, as a consumer. Go on. Well, okay, here's my thing. If I'm a consumer, and say, like, you you buy Skyrim, you get all these mods, you get all these wonderful things that, like, ideally could be added into the game. Like, I'm not going to expect Bethesda to ever throw in Thomas the Dank Engine instead of Dragons. (laughs) But you could see... Like Skyrim, like Skyrim, you'd see Bethesda maybe thinking, huh, maybe people would like if weather affected your health. Maybe people would like if you had to feed your people. Maybe uh, people would like if you could have multiple companions. Like, like all these different things in there, and like maybe see Bethesda kind of like add them in and roll with them. Like add things like how you mentioned spears. Like add a more complex mm. magic system, a more useful magic system. The things maybe, that were Morrowind. Yeah. And that they took out. Yeah, and, like things that they took out that the modding community is putting back in. And instead, like, it seems like kind of like, and I, I'm using Fallout 4 as an example because how you mentioned like an old outdated system. Like I'm sure Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas had loads of mods that they had. And I feel like Fallout 4 to an extent kind of maybe responded to it, but was still more of like a we're doing our own thing. We're not really going to pay attention to what the modding community has done for either Fallout or Skyrim. And it's interesting because in the development of Skyrim, Bethesda actually interviewed very popular Oblivion modders. Like, they know the modding community is huge. They're just not reacting to it anymore in a positive way. And it's, Which makes no you know, sense because the modding community is why your games have the long lifespan that they do. Yeah, well, it's even worse, like, going back to, like, the spears and the crossbows and stuff. With Skyrim, one of the expansions, you got crossbows back into the game. I remember hearing Todd Howard at one point talking about, like, a development theory and stuff, and he's like, well, the people that want to play the mage or the knight or the the thief and stuff, they they don't really use the spears. They don't, they use the sword or they use the axe and stuff like that. And it's like, first of all, when I play Morrowind, First thing I did was play the spear. I played an Argonian with a spear. So, you're wrong, Todd Howard. Having more <laughs> options isn't bad. Trust me, people like the throwing stars. They like the spears. Like, again, the thing of what they're going to do, the next Elder Scrolls game, maybe, I'm hoping, they'll have those things back into it. And yeah, everyone will be like, oh my god, there's spears. But if you remember Marwin, it's like, it's basically like somebody taking your wallet and then giving it to you as a Christmas present, as in, here, here's your wallet, 
we, we gave you something you really, really liked. Like, yes, thank you. I like this for the 364 days previously to this day that I used it. And you just gave it back to me. after stealing. I mean, I would say it's more like somebody took a wallet you really liked, gave you a downgraded version of it, and then gave you back your wallet. Yeah, and, and that's it, it. Basically, it's what it is. They're taking something out. It's been out for two generations of their game series now, and I'm hoping. I'm still hoping, and as most of the community is hoping that it makes a return back in. At this point, yeah, we'll be semi-satisfied with getting that that same thing that we had in Marwin back. So that we don't have to go through the efforts of putting it back ourselves, primarily. Like, we'll be happy, but it's still, when you think about it, it's still, they took something out and they put it back in. And there's no real feasible reason for why they took it out. Like, their logic behind why they took it out doesn't work. It just seemed like, and again, I'll go back to another thing with the development stuff. There was a part where Todd, Todd Howard and there was like, you know, we're at the end, we're at crunch time. It doesn't matter if that unique sword looks like all the other swords. Just get it out there. That's that's not the way to go about it, good sir. If you have a unique sword, make it look unique. Spend the extra time. I realize you have, like, you know, due dates and whatnot. And I mean, it's easy for, you know, us, the fans who don't develop these things, to be constantly critical, and yeah, that's why there's a modded community as well, to add things that don't necessarily have the time to be put in. But with some of these things, it's like, it's big, and it's noticeable that you, you didn't add this in, that you just didn't set enough development time. There's a difference between, you know, making a quality game and then just getting your time stamp, your game quota out for the year. And I feel like Bethesda's now... Very clearly fallen into the, at least with Elder Scrolls and Fallout, yeah, they've fallen into the the game quota sort of category here. Here's our next installment, mod it for us assholes. You want these things that you love so much back in? You already put them in once before. You can put them in again. And do it yourself. We're on lunch break. So that's basically my spiel on Bethesda. You have anything more you want to add to that? Um, honestly, I mean, other than Prey and Dishonored, there wasn't really much else that I can really remember Bethesda showing off. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want that. Like, I mean, I'll briefly talk about how, like, a bunch of people before E3 were like, Doom's multiplayer plays a lot like Quake. They're probably remaking Quake. And then sure enough... Quake got announced, so, you know, Doom's multiplayer was pretty much apparently just a prototype for Quake. But, um, honestly, like, other than Dishonored 2 and Prey, uh, there wasn't really anything shown off that I was really that, like... Oh, well, actually, there... Okay, there was one thing. Okay, so Fallout 4 showed some of its DLC, and... Oh, my God. Back you know where I'm going with this. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the DLCs looks like the most pointless mod that you could imagine just being yeah. added. And it's it just essentially, you can drop teddy bears on a woman in a stockade. And it doesn't have to be a woman, but like they show just a woman getting teddy bears just like dropped on her for no real reason. Yeah, it's like you can make conveyor belts and stuff. Why? But what's the point? 
this is stuff that I'd expect out of a mod. Like, they showed this little, like, thing where there's a ball going through this loopy thing that frankly looks like a toy that I had as a kid. Yeah. And enjoyed quite that. a bit, actually. But that's something I expect from the modding community. If you're going to come out with some cool new DLC stuff or whatever, extra add-ons, maybe make it something that doesn't seem like baby's first mod. Because that's <laughs> literally what that seemed. That didn't even seem like advanced modding. It just seemed like... Baby's first mod. Yeah, it, teddy it bear. seemed really... Teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, teddy bears. Baby's first mod. Here's the bottle, too, asshole. It, it just seemed so amateur, too. It, like, it, it noticeably had such little purpose. I can't think of a reason why you'd want to use it. I can't. I never really got too big into the Fallout stuff because I got bored of it so damn quick. But I, I still, I, I saw enough of it played. I couldn't think of a single reason why I don't want that at all. See, if I had the option to like get it for free, it would be something great. I don't know if I'd want to pay to be able to drop teddy bears on just anyone I wanted to stockade. But like, <laughs> it, it would be entertaining nonetheless. And like, I will say that's great DLC. But the issue is that's the DLC that you showed at E3. This pretty like I mean we've talked about how whether or not E3s. It's still relevant, but, like, it's still fairly big currently. And yeah. that's the DLC that you decided to show off? Yeah, it, 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 again, it felt amateur. It felt like this is something cool that we saw the modding community working on, and for a little, like, one-day game jam sort of a break, we decided to make something like this ourselves, and, oh, here it is, DLC. Like, it felt just so... It didn't feel like it belonged at E3, like you said. If you're going to show something else at E3, yeah, we've talked about the relevancy, like you mentioned. We don't believe it's as relevant as it used to be. Assuming, I guess before, yeah, it was more relevant. Now it just seems kind of gimmicky. Like, the whole show seems gimmicky. Very like, gimmicky. Like what Ubisoft did. Yo, let's just jump out with dancing giraffes and shit. And, oh, I, Alicia Taylor, whatever her name is. Alicia Tyler. Alicia Tyler. Yeah, you might like her. I thought that she was just like, oh, here, let me do a comedy show. No, please. You're here to talk about games. Stop trying to be funny. You're not. It's really cringy. And I would just like you to get on with the actual the show, the thing that we're here. Because we're not here for your comedy. You're not that funny. I might and, be there for the, com for the comedy. Uh, I, I personally didn't find it fun. It's just like, great. You were here last E3. Yay. You said fuck. Cool. Yeah, we're all grown adults. Yeah. We, we, we've said it before. In fact, we probably said it before we were grown adults, much to our parents' chagrin. So. You know what Ubisoft should have done? They should have taken a page out of Microsoft's book and just hired strippers for the show. <laughs> what? I mean. A while back, like this year, Microsoft got in trouble because at one of the, like, celebrations they were having, I think it was like a press conference of some sort. Uh, it was like a gaming thing, and they hired strippers as, like, um, I guess the caterers, and, like, they were, like, uh, people were throwing a fit because they were so, like, like, almost completely naked and dancing, and, oh, my God, the human body. And, like, to be fair, 
I can understand because you're going to a gaming show and like you don't really want to like like you don't really need to see it. And to be fair, like if you're going to a Microsoft one, you really should know not to bring your children because honestly, the Xbox isn't aimed at kids. Like it really isn't. Like they have like Minecraft on there and but but did you see the Minecraft realms? That was it at oh, all yeah. reading oh. right off a of script. God, the Minecraft runs the fucking VR. I I don't even think he was playing it. I think he was. I think they were just showing footage of the VR, and he just had the fucking script attached inside the helmet. And he was just it was reading just it. So just oh, so forced, so pathetic. Minecraft, everything with Minecraft in general is just like top tier cringe. It it it, it which is kind of like its community in a nutshell. You've got the people who are like, duh, what, you can't make a supercomputer out of redstone? Duh, you suck. And then it's also just, like, the people who are like, oh, I made a cool-looking creeper pixel art. Like, okay. Cool. Oh, somebody bombed that? And now you rage quit the server? Well, oops, you built it in the wilderness, asshole. I feel like the issue with Minecraft's fan base is that it's it's almost I, I don't know if I would say it's as bad as the Sonic fan base, but it's definitely getting there. It's like toxic. the fan base, it's toxic. Like there are some people who are genuinely really good people who play Minecraft because they really enjoy it, and there's you know nothing wrong with them. Like they're completely fine. But then you get the people who like who, like who just like ruin it for everyone else. I've dealt with people like that. Many people may or may not know, I used to be a head admin of a few Minecraft servers. I had to deal with many, many issues. But many people were just complete dicks. And I didn't put up with it when they were just like, oh, this is a small server, we're your only players. It's like, that's because you drove away the other, like, 30. So, bye. Oh. We've got your IP address. No, actually, asshole, you're just copying and pasting out of Wireshark. I can do that too, man. You don't have anything. You're not a pro hacker. Oh, we're gonna IP spoof your your IP to child porn and have you arrested. Nah, actually, you're not. This is like real stuff, real threats I've gotten over Minecraft servers. Over doing my job as an admin on a Minecraft server before. And I'm just like... <laughs> Nah, you're you're real cute, buddy. Being you know like a a twenty year old playing playing Minecraft and threatening to, to like try to, to get the FBI after me, especially when you're Canadian. Don't exactly have the FBI in your country, buddy. Just throwing that out there. They have the FBA. Yeah, they, I don't the, get the, it. F, the FBA is. They they say oh. a a lot like uh, oh god that was bad I know <laughs> it was so bad like oh, wow. this actually made me cringe uh, yeah we just welcome to Minecon 2016 now please come to Minecon now on Windows 10 please don't now on Windows 10 yeah, Minecon is now teaming up with QuakeCon <laughs> for Max cringe. Oh god, could you imagine the Minecraft fan base with the Bethesda fan base? No, I couldn't. Because I don't I don't I don't know how the Bethesda fan base is. 
Like Bethesda's fan base isn't like noticeably anything. They're just like, you know what? We like games. That's it. Like they I know. aren't. It, it, like Minecraft's fan base is just. And again, I know some people who are really cool who play Minecraft. Perfectly fine people. I've made quite a few friends over Minecraft back in the day. Made obviously, as I just said, plenty more enemies, but. <laughs> a lot of enemies. Yeah, a lot. They have your IP address, bro. Yeah, whatever. I've got a dynamic IP. Be I careful. They're gonna prank. They're they're gonna prank you with Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, I mean, I, gonna... some like stupid kid in Cyprus tried to like DDoS me, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna change my IP address. Good job, asshole. Are you serious? Yeah. It happened. It, this happened plenty of times. I've had plenty of people try doing this. I'm just like, nah. I've got a dynamic IP, I can just change my address. And if I identify which packets you're sending at me, I can report you to your ISP and have you banned from your internet, because technically DDoSing is a federal crime. Oops, probably not worth Minecraft server, is it? Man, you fucking got me kicked off of the internet, I'm gonna come and find you. Whatever, you're 10. You shouldn't be on the internet. I'll have you know, I'm not ten, I'm ten and three quarters. I wanted to, like, do, like, the Harry Potter thing with the fucking whatever and three quarters, oh, but I don't remember the number. Yeah, um, let's see, three quarters, um, Thirteen three, three quarters. quarters is correct, but, yeah. um, twelve three quarters, no. Uh, twenty, twelve. No, I was in the teens. 12, 14, 15, 3 quarters, 16, 18, 11, 3 quarters, 10. Whatever. Three quarters. <laughs> Stop doing math. Um, you're not even doing if math. If 10 plus numbers. 10 equals 20, then how can there be 2 million people in the world? Okay, calm down there, Jaden Smith. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's basically... What were we even talking about? I'm, I'm trying to like take this back, and I'm just vamping now. I'm just saying we were verbal garbage. we were talking about Minecraft, and originally now before, we're not. before that, it was yeah. uh yeah. Now we're not. We're moving on from Minecraft. It was just talking about um QuakeCon and uh, Bethesda Crunchy. wrapping up that. Moving on to I think uh, MokuSoft. I think right. Um, they have the highest quality pixels, but only on Windows 10, please download. Yeah, only on Windows 10, because, you know, they uh, they actually own the pixel market, and everybody else's pixels are actually um, low-res. They're like, they're, they're like the Walmart. Yeah, uh, they're like the Chinese knockoffs. They're like the Chinese knockoffs, and meanwhile, you have uh, Mokusoft over here with, like, the fucking uh, bougie Bjorn's highest quality pixels. Yeah, they've got the freaking Borwaji here uh, pixels, the high quality aristocratic pixels with top hats and monocles that are just they're every pixel is 4K pixels. Every single pixel is 4000 pixels. You, so your you're actually getting a, <laughs> You're actually getting a 4000K? Yeah, you're getting you're getting so much pixel, so many pixels like your eyes bleed from the pixels. Your eyes bleed pixels now. So, uh, please download Windows 10. Mm -hmm. 
And it'll heal your affliction. It'll heal your affliction while also stealing your medical records in the process of doing so. And posting them on Facebook for everyone to see. Yeah. Okay, so besides the ridiculous jokes, he has a Windows 10 every three seconds, who's basically Microsoft. <laughs> you can now play with Windows 10. Everything is connected to your Windows 10. But the real big thing is um everything that they stole from Steam, which would be... Oh, their yeah! Everything! Like, they stole early access from Steam. We now have early access. Steam Nobody else has this. The thing we is that... I could understand, like, if they, if they didn't, like, make it seem like nobody else had it. Yeah, it's like they're, they're, they're trying to rebrand it. Okay, early access is one thing. I can understand consoles and other markets getting into early access because it, it is pretty successful despite, you know, the, the kind of sucking on Steam, but it is successful. The Microsoft clubs, that's just Steam groups. That's all it is. It's Steam groups, but on Microsoft system. You've just taken Steam groups. Now, granted, Steam, sure, it doesn't have a monopoly on Steam groups. They don't own groups. It's not copyrighted by them. You don't have to file 15 billion YouTube claims that get only reviewed by them, and then you get a copyright strike if they disagree with you. That's I don't agree with you disagreeing with me. Yeah, you don't have to deal with that. But it's just such a blatant ripoff where it wasn't like they just came out and they were like, yo, now you can have groups with your friends and whatnot on Microsoft. Now they're like, Microsoft clubs, exclusive, only on Microsoft, the highest quality pixels to play. Like, mm, actually, there's a lot more on Steam. And especially some weird ones, like, you know, the edgiest kids you know, or people who will die alone. Quality Steam groups that I'm apparently in, because I accept every Steam group I'm invited to. Like, um, the Cosbys. Definitely. I'm gonna have to invite one. you to, uh, helping JHK take over the world group. Pretty sure that one doesn't exist. There's only been one group that I've denied, and that's the Minions group. Like, Disney's minions. I'm like, nah, nah I'm gonna join that. I'll Dreamworks. join the Cosby's before I join that. Whatever. Dreamworks, Disney, Pixar. Oh, actually, no, it's uh, Sony Pictures. There we go. Sony Pictures. Whatever. Even even better. Don't give a shit. So, yeah, that was basically Microsoft. Oh, and they had shooters. The end. That was Microsoft's performance in a nutshell. They had Recore. They had a recore, which we literally saw basically nothing with. So, which is sad. Story. Nothing new from last time. They had We Happy Few, which seemed interesting. But then when we got into the gameplay trailer, it also seemed kind of slightly disappointing because it was like, okay, now we're out in the world, but what? Like, I thought the whole game like was we going to be an for. escape, and yeah, that's that got me really pumped. Like that felt like something. I thought it was going to be like. Again, going back to what we talked about, the very beautiful dystopia, because everyone's on drugs, and you need to be the, like, the real-world person to let them know that, oh, this isn't legit. But no, you get out there, and everybody's depressed. It's just like... Everybody's in... depressed. It looks depressing. Like, it's such a contrast, and not even really a contrast, actually. Like, 
at first you could argue that it's a contrast, but once your eyes get open and downstairs, like it's depressing down there too. So like, it's just depressing overall. It's like, why, like, like why? Mm. The thing for me is that they made it seem like these joy pills, like everyone was on them in that building. Everyone seemed on them. And if you weren't on them, well, you get shanked and beat. And then you get out and it's like, nobody's on these things. In fact, they seem like they're on sadness pills or something. Or I'm about to fucking shank you pills. Like every person you ran into was like, oh, piss off. You take them a piss mite. That's like what all of them were saying when you came near them. It's like, what? This and is not even like in the New York or Chicagoian way, but in like an actual unfriendly way. Like a scouse way. Sorry for everyone living up in Liverpool. Don't worry, JHK already butchered your accent at the beginning of the podcast. We've alienated Britain as much as we could already. You fucking what, mate? You fucking wankers. Taking the fuck fucking Americans. Jacobs. Fucking but, Yankees. Wanker. But uh, it was such a radical contrast to what we see in the beginning of the trailer that I feel like we're almost misled a little bit in what we were And that's something getting. I feel like E3 does a lot. Nothing sells your game more than lying. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. I mean, yeah, I, I guess so. I think Watch Dogs, like, irregardless of the <clears throat> fact that I'm still very interested in Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs 2, no, Watch be. Dogs is the biggest epitome of nothing sells your game more than lying. <laughs> Yeah, that's Watch Dogs 2. I saw that that gameplay was outright stupid. Edgy characters, really bad voice acting, really just bad AI. Like, oh, just all around dumb. Look terrible in terms of, again, character models. Nobody's doing character models right. Like, can we make our characters not look like you know who wax is? Wax figures. Snakey Coon. I was gonna say Kojima Senpai. Like, can we just talk about Norman Reedus and his ass? But Norman, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus. Yeah. Yeah. God, Which that looks so the good. Meme now. You know, I I actually tweeted something about that. Let me see if I can find it because somebody. Oh, there's that. Where is it? Let me find it. Chocobo thing. Okay. Okay, so Kojima, I think, basically said, this is one of the things. In our teaser, we featured both the connecting strands, some quotations, of handcuffs slash ambivocal cords and also stranding of whales. I don't know how the fuck that's connecting strands, but okay. Of course, there are also other hints in there, the dog tags being one of these. Our game is still far from being released, but the quote-unquote game has already begun. What are you able to spot? And so basically, my interpretation of this is, so what's being said is that having children is like prison. You get a dad bod and are washed up like a whale. Good. <laughs> the dad bod. That's what happens. You, you become like the washed up whale. You have a dad bod, and now you, you, you're just stuck there with it. So basically, don't have children. That's what this game is telling us. Or is the game telling us to have children? No. Bum, no, no. bum, 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 bum. Seduced bum. by the dad. 
But yeah, we don't know anything about that game. We didn't see any gameplay trailer. All we saw was dude, fetus, whale. Dog tags, that's it. We saw virtually nothing with that. So for me, it's just like, it's cool, Kojima, really nice. We can play your whole uh, spot, every metaphor and form of symbolism. Or we could just wait for you to actually give us a legit trailer. Three E3s from now, it's like The Last Guardian yeah. all over again. Alright guys, uh, we have a trailer for you today, and also the game came out today. So, uh, go have fun. It's at your local Game Stops, and um, yeah. You can now buy your DLC for DLC, but only for Windows 10. Only Every new Windows DLC 10. package comes with a free copy of Windows 10. Every day is great with Windows 10. I see they still got that loaded gun there. Oh, you shall help me. Just take your joy pills, it's good. Ah, uh, that's true. But, yeah, for what Kojima, he basically walked out on stage, not following the lights, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, damn. I wanted to comment on that. Like, before we even knew it was Kojima, like, both you and I remarked on it. Like, the lights thing was actually really cool. And then but this he, dude is just like, nope. This dude gave no fucks. I was like, wow, like, he literally could care less about this shitty light on the floor. Like, he, like, the lights, he was supposed to follow it, and instead he just, like, starts trotting along ahead of it, and it's like, okay, um, GG. He walks on air, and then it revealed his Kojima, and it's like, whatever. Are you gonna reveal a movie to us? And he did. Pretty much, because we got no gameplay out of it. Again, for me and trailers, game trailers, I'm... Kind of tired of not seeing gameplay in them. Like, don't don't show me it unless you're going to show me gameplay afterwards. Because one of the biggest things is with games. Like, I like I've talked about this a bit before. I love stories in games. Those are usually what draw me the most to a game. But in order for me to enjoy it, it doesn't matter how good the story is. I need the gameplay to at least be decent. Yeah, I mean, I can get along a, a bad gameplay as long as it's functional. If it doesn't function, and then and then we've got an issue. If it if it's just broken, but if it's you know not the most enjoyable thing, but the story is really good, I'll still get down with it. I'm fine with that. But again, it has to be functional. If I'm sitting there spending forty mm -hmm. freaking minutes trying to do one thing, your game's just unplayable at that point. It's just an exercise in frustration. Now, granted. You don't know what anything like that's going to be with Kojima. He's Kojima. He has a good track record in making decent games, you know. You know, you, you may have heard of some of them, but, uh, yeah. Again, oh, yeah, I think I heard of, um, Steel, um, Steel, um, Watch Liquid. What, but have you heard of? Tony Hawk's The Elder Dogma Shadow of Metal Souls Downhill Jam of the Cooking Mama Chronicles Gear Solid 2 Turbo HD Remix and Knuckles featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Oh yeah, that's my favorite Windows 10 title. Please buy Windows 10. Mm-hmm. Click download. It's free. Yep. It's already on your system. You just gotta... It, it, it is probably already there. Probably why I suddenly lost like fucking like six meg uh, megabytes, six gigabytes just randomly on my computer. It's like where'd those go? Probably just Windows 10 being like, "Sup, yo, what's <laughs> what you got going I'm on here?" I'm chilling. 
Looks like this is a good place. I'm just gonna plot my ass right here in your hard drive. You don't mind that. Just do you? just raiding uh just raiding your fridge, seeing what you got to eat. Yeah, what you got up in here, man? Looks like you got some apple juice. You like apple juice? I like apple juice. I'm just gonna take me some of that, yo. What's that? Some leftover pizza? You want that them off for lunch? Nah, man. I think I'm good. I think I'm gonna take that. Don't know why I'm going like squeaky weed up in here, but you know, the Windows 10 would be a fucking squeaky weed. Every day is great with squeaky Windows 10. The loading of the gun. But anyways, yeah, that's... Is anything else you want to go on about E3? We've talked about E3 for a while. Like, 90% um, of the podcast, which we kind of knew we were going to do, but... That's true. Um, I guess I just want to briefly touch on a few th- things then. Um, loved... Loved, 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 and you can attest to this because I freaked the fuck, I fucked the freak out when it showed up on screen. When we were watching the Sony press conference and God of War showed up, I, yeah. I fucking lost it. I, I was just had about, so... The little boy's aim was as bad as me playing Hanzo in Overwatch. Like, hey, he's damn. still training. Yeah, so am I, apparently. I hit my exactly. teammates. Thankfully, my arrows go through them. <laughs> Like, I, I really just, I loved it as someone who, I fucking love Greek mythology. I love Norse mythology. I love Egyptian mythology. And I love Arthurian legends. And they are dealing now after Greek mythology with Norse mythology. And I am, I could not be more excited. In a way, it looks kind of like God of War if it were set in like, you know, an Elder Scrolls game. But at the same time, it still very much looks like a God of War game. So I'm very excited about it. I'm so excited to see what they're going to do with it. So excited to see... Because I did not expect Kratos to be in the game. And Kratos is in the game, and he's training this little kid. And I'm so happy for him because Kratos, you know, gets a second chance at maybe raising someone right this time and not accidentally killing them. So, you know, that's cool. I mean, you kind of find out, like, in the beginning of the game, that like Kratos spoilers, his you just spoiled the beginning of the fucking game for me. Why would you play it now? <laughs> Why would I even play this game with gameplay? Yeah, what do I do? Uh, for me, what I saw, it looked very linear. It looked like it had and an open fair, world environment, but very linear, which I'm not sure I feel about that. God of War, honestly, is a linear game. That's the thing okay. about the franchise, and I was going to talk about that. It looks open world, but it looks open world linear, if that makes any sense. It looks like it has the illusion of being open world, but it's not. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if we could see a map, it would probably be something similar to probably Final Fantasy X's or Final Fantasy XIII's map. But maybe it would be, like, Fable in terms of open worldness. Like, yeah, there's a lot of areas, but they're very restricted areas. And I love Fable, personally. First one. The second one is alright, never played afterwards, because it's like, I don't like where this is going. But, I guess uh, I guess that's similar, kind of like uh, to Dragon Age then, because uh, yeah. I don't I oh okay you have yeah okay I played Dragon Age yeah so, no no yeah but I wasn't sure if like if you knew where I was going with this yeah I know where you're going like because it, it's open world theoretically and I haven't played Origins and Origins is apparently very much more open world than Dragon Age two but like yeah, if you look at I've Dragon Age two Origins but I've played Dragon Age two that's the ones that me and you have actually played yeah. And if you look at that, it's not open world, but it's not completely restricted either. The areas you go to, you clearly see here are the pathways that you can follow. 
but it's large enough for you to do some minor exploration. Mm-hmm. So that, that you know, if they do that with God of War, and maybe there will be backtracking. If there's backtracking as well, then you know so what, that's not like remember me. What? So long as it's not like remember me to where you think you could backtrack. Oh, but yeah. no, go fuck yourself. You can't backtrack. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? You're just gonna remember when you died by stepping on a bottle and breaking your own neck. My face. I can't feel my face. The skin burns. What? I'm making a reference to those things, like, when at first you kill the chick assassin who's, like, coming after you and you make her remember her own death, and she starts, like, like, spasming and turning into one of the monsters that you fight. Oh. And how they talk nonsense. I I don't even remember that at that point, but that's still... Okay. But, yeah. With, um, God of War... I feel like I wanted to say something. Oh, I wanted to say something about Ethereum Legends. That'd be a cool game to have some more of them. Like, actually based off the Legends. Like, maybe you don't play King Arthur, but you can, like, play some knights. And you go through, maybe even him as well, Merlin. And you go through the stuff, you know, kind of like what Lords of Magic did with its one, uh, Legends of Urak mission. Except, you know, maybe different. Maybe not strategy. Maybe a different style of gameplay if you want. Who knows? I would if like I some more Ethereum correctly. Legends. I think there was, like, a Camelot-based game that came out a couple years ago that was action-based, but I don't think it did that well. Probably not. I mean, it depends on it depends on how well you sell it, too. And Camelot, mm-hmm. like... Like, Camelot isn't as big as people think in terms of, like, importance in Arthurian legend. Like, yeah, Arthur sits there. Like, if you base it all around Arthur, you're gonna have a really boring fucking game. Because... Arthur, he becomes king, he sits his fat ass on his throne, he eventually kills a Roman senator, or the emperor, actually, who tries to invade Oh, no, Rome. not Julius Caesar. And uh, I was a different guy, I don't remember his name. <laughs> no, I know, Zena killed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Definitely learned that in the history books. <laughs> um, Maybe Conan the warrior was there, too. Conan the barbarian. <laughs> He somehow Fucking made Arnold Schwarzenegger as Conan the Barbarian yeah. time traveling. The featuring Dante from the Devil's May Cry series. He was there too. Remember that one in my world history. Um, but, like, be, Arthur really. Oh, not to be. Arthur really doesn't do much in Arthurian legends. The Arthurian legends revolve greatly around his knights. So. <laughs> If you just focus on Arthur, again, it's going to be pretty boring once you get the Camelot, because at that point, it's just like, hmm, what do I want to eat for dinner? So, that's going to get you nowhere. Ooh. That's just a real-life simulator right there. I was just about to say, you can play a real-life simulator in Camelot. You can be a fucking cook. Have to you're cook not- the best meals for Arthur, and if you don't, then uh, you're going to get put in the stockade and get... Uh, Stuffed animals dropped on you. Real life dilemma shit. Where did I place my stable keys? God damn it. Who moved my shoes? You know, things like that. Who didn't polish my shoes? Merlin! Merlin, who's unfortunately just under a rock. Help. This is heavy. But, yeah, that would be kind of cool to see that. If it focused on the knights and the legends of the knights themselves, I think you could... You could do that rather well. It just, it requires a very refined touch. I would not want to see it 
or just come out of just like some rando making it like maybe an indie title but it would need to be a really really well-defined indie title or developer who would do it i would i'd much rather see it out of someone with a lot of resources and some credentials but who are known to you know get things right yeah so basically no one (laughs) i personally i would love to see a video game adaptation of the Mists of Avalon. They already have a movie adaptation of it, but I would love to see a video game adaptation of that. I think it is ripe for a game. I think it could make a really good, like, 12-hour game. I don't really think it would be one of those games that's very heavily, like, action gameplay. I feel like it would be more kind of similar in the tone of, like, Heavy Rain and stuff, where it's more of an interactive movie. Like, kind of more of, like, you have elements of gameplay, but it's more like story-driven, you know? Kind of like an episodic series. But yeah. I just really think that they could do a lot with Miss of Avalon. And it deals with Morgana, it deals with Arthur, it deals with Morgane, it deals with Merlin, it deals with, essentially... You know, all of your characters. Huh? Uh, you know, all of your, basically, your main characters. In, in the yeah. <clears throat> you got Lancelot, you got Gwen, you got... Well, I don't want to say that because of spoilers. Um, but you got all these different things that happen in it, and huh? They, they fuck. Probably. I mean, I mean, there's a scene where uh, Arthur, Gwen, uh, not Gwen, <laughs> Arthur, <laughs> Lancelot, and Gwen all uh, decide to uh, menage a trois. Wow. So Arthur just enjoys getting cucked, basically, is what we found out. Mm-hmm. In, like, the actual real way of the word, not the not the internet meme way. <laughs> oh, and uh, don't forget the, 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 the best moment of Mist of Avalon, where um, we have, essentially, Morgana and Arthur set up with each other without knowing that they're being set up with each other. Um, they're both blindfolded and stuff, and they have sex with each other, and neither one of them knows this, because it's all being set up, and you know, by the way, they're a brother and sister, so you know, this is, this is fun, and, uh, you get the whole element where later on, Arthur is talking with Morgana about him, he's like, I met this wonderful girl, and I don't know her name, and I was blindfolded, but we had the absolute best time together, and realization is setting in on Morgana, and she's getting sick, and she's like, what the fuck just happened? And... You find, and then, you know, you know, she's pregnant, she has the kid, uh, you know, the kid gets sent off. And of course, this kid comes back and is like, I'm gonna wreck your whole world! And is, like, planning on killing Arthur, so, you know, you got, you got that going on as well. But it's interesting, because in the Legends, he didn't, he didn't actually fuck Morgana, but get Mordred. It depends per Legend. Sometimes he didn't fuck Morgana to get Mordred, sometimes he did. Sometimes... And this is a really weird version. Sometimes he fucked Gwen, and they had Mordred. Which yeah, makes, see, that's... He, he legit had his sister. Like, the whole thing. It was with his sisters. This wasn't with Morgana. And I don't like the idea of him not doing it with his sister. Okay, this sounds really weird. <clears throat> no, I don't I like that idea. Because the reason of why is because basically, like... And again, Arthurian legend, this is British stuff, so there is, like, Christian, you know, elements in here. But basically the reason was, you know, Jeeb is here, but wasn't thrilled about him, you know, 
not he wasn't fond of the sodomy with his sister, you know. Yeah, no, not reason, really. You know, the typical uh, typical missionary position that'd been all fine, but you know, Arthur wanted to do some kinky stuff, so he wasn't happy about that, and that's why Mordred is like, and that's why I'm gonna like, kill you. Yeah, and he apparently sounds like a goblin, but <laughs> that's why. That's why, like, the whole thing is, like, bound to be terrible, and that's where Arthur's like, oh, I just done goofed hard. Because, so I, I mean, it's not the only hard thing that he goofed. Gawain. <laughs> Just in case nobody understood what we were doing. Just in case nobody understood that. And in case nobody knows this version, here is the 1200% slowed down version of Seinfeld. And we're just going to stop you right there. So, anyways, that's E3 in a nutshell. Any last things you want to say about E3? Because um, we've talked about it at no Scooterman. On the what? Scooterman. Whatever. Uh, I, I got really fucking excited about that. Uh, God of War, uh, Crash Bandicoot HD remaster from the ground up. Uh, Crash Bandicoot being in Skylanders, because you know that's, that's a highlight. That's the highlight for Sony. Um, let's see. What else? Um... You got someone playing the demo of Final Fantasy XV during the Microsoft show who had no idea what they were doing. Uh, you get a really crappy trailer for Final Fantasy XV showing off with a horrible dubstep. I mean, it wasn't horrible dubstep. It was actually nice dubstep, but it, the, the game has such beautiful fucking music. Why the fuck did I need that showing off? Like, you couldn't have used fucking Sumnus or the fucking music from, like, the old, like, fucking, like, seven-hour-long trailer that you, like, posted way back in, like, 2011. Like, like no, like, the, the music in this game is fucking amazing. I didn't need that. It just feels so hard. Like, I, and I get that you're appealing to this crowd of, like, people who haven't played Final Fantasy, but at the same time, it feels like you're alienating your own target audience. And, I don't know, I mean, I just... I, I have a lot of feelings about Final Fantasy XV, so we're going to move on for that one. Uh, World of Final Fantasy looked adorable, though. Um, I don't think that was shown during the Sony press conference, though. But um, what else? Uh, Sony honestly had probably my favorite press conference. Um, let's see. There, there was something else, though. Oh, of course. Um, my most anticipated game of next year, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, so fucking excited about that game. It's probably... Uh, yeah, you can't play because it's an exclusive. I mean, I guess the only game that I've really like looked at, like For Honor, seemed interesting. Oh yes, For Honor. Uh, For Honor looked interesting. I think that's a game though where it's a multiplayer is going to outshine its single player. Its single player looks very much like a Dynasty Warriors game. It's multiplayer. That's where that's where I feel like you're going to see the more interesting stuff the competitive elements of it. And I don't think it'll ever become, like, a competitive eSport thing. Yeah, that ain't gonna happen. I don't think it's that type of a game, personally. Unless they have maybe, like, a dual mode, maybe. But even then, I don't... I don't see it being you can joust. Thing. You can joust each other. Yeah, let me joust you as a Viking. Mm. 
I don't work out well. But I I don't I don't see that happening on a competitive level, but I think on like just a casual gameplay level, I think the multiplayer is what's gonna make that game sell over the single player. Mm, yeah, I agree. I think Ghost that, Recon also looked good. Ghost Recon looks like a game that, you know, if you want a shooter game where you really don't have to think, because the AI clearly ain't doing that. Um, oh, yeah. This E3 has been terrible for AI. The AI in 90% of these games look like ass. But, uh, like, that's a game you want friends. You don't want to, like, try to play with bots or with randos or things like that. Just, just play with some friends. Get some friends who are interested in it. And go for that. If you don't, I probably wouldn't say it would be worth it, personally. We're, for- we're forgetting about the most friend-driven game that was shown at E3. What was that? Arg, matey. Oh, for fuck's sake, the uh, Sea of Thieves? <laughs> yes. With that all game... the fucking people being shown off reacting to it. No, okay. Yeah, the trailer was cool. The people playing it being all like, ooh. I mean, they, oh, they oh, were either, oh. look, they were either A, having fun, and that's fine, you know what? You're having fun, that's cool. I'm no fun allowed. Yeah, okay, no fun allowed, apparently. Like this podcast, no fun allowed. Nobody had fun listening to this. Who's listening to this, please? Um, hey. Yeah, because we're forced to. Because you saw the gun pointed to your head. Um, Every day's great with Windows 11. But, uh, like, okay, they're either having fun or they're just playing it up. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The game itself looked interesting, I think, but it also looked really kind of babied down, I want to say. Like, it looked really easy to take out other ships, AI ships. Again, maybe this will be a multiplayer thing where the main threat will be you against other players. Who knows? We don't know. We didn't see really a lot with the game and the gameplay itself. It, it it looks it looks fun. I'd be willing to give it a try if it wasn't, you know, some exclusive. I don't even know anymore. I don't care anymore. It's not a PC, apparently. And if it is, it's Windows 10 only. So... I can see it showing up on Steam eventually, though. I hope so, but even if it does, it better damn well be Windows 7. Now on Steam for Windows 7 and Windows 7 only. Good. How it should be. Fuck Windows 8 and 10. But yeah, it looks fun, but I'm still feeling like pirate games, they really haven't been done right yet. I don't think this one's going to do it right. I think it's going to be a little, it's going to be silly. It's going to be fun. You just want to play with some friends, play with a group of people, have some silly yeah. times, blow each other up, explore. Oh, that's where you're going thing. with that sentence. What the hell were you going with? Like, I thought you were going to blow flogging. each other, and I was like, um, what? Yeah, okay, have fun, blow each other on the bottom deck, like Samwise, Gamgee, and Frodo going on down there, and there you go. <laughs> How the hell did you get that? Honestly? I'm not too sure. 
<laughs> okay. That was some nice dramatic pauses you had there to finish that fucking sentence. I know. I was building up anticipation. Okay, now you're stuttering. Mm-hmm. No, anticipation. So, you, you go anticipate things. Anything okay. else that you want to stay? Stay, FIFA! yes, say. Oh, fucking hell. FIFA story FIFA, mode. FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. Whatever. Yeah, you kick a ball around, whatever. I, I would pick up FIFA story mode when it ends up in the bargain bin next yeah. year, so. I'm very excited about that when it's officially 15 to $10 in the bargain bin. So, yes, slay, queen, slay. Like but, I uh, said, I've got freaking something called football, which just makes fun of soccer. So, whenever... Are, like, the soccer championship things going on now? Because that'd be a fun game to stream. I think so. Yeah, I want to say that the soccer... Yeah, I want to say that, like, the soccer thing is going on right now. Yeah, yeah, you should get that during, like, a Steam sale or something. Maybe, um, also, you know, take some time to do some fucking secret ponchos and some more Overwatch and, you know, good stuff like that. Secret ponchos, one-year anniversary! Uh, yeah, apparently, because we've had it for a fucking year. Almost. Yeah, exactly, and we still haven't played it. I was like, yeah, we should totally play that together. No, no. But speaking of things that we have played together... Shitty Flash games. Oh, yeah, Slay. No. We, we have to do a 4th of July stream, and we working, have to stream, sure. like, shitty 4th of July fan games. Oh, God. Independence Day, the Flash game. If I'm not working and I'm able to and there aren't, like, everybody being all like, no, you have to barbecue, then, yeah, I will, I will help you help you yeah story i will help you survive shitty flash games i will be here to like give you medicine to keep you alive for those who don't know on valentine's day jhk senpai streamed and at first he streamed the romantic uh romantic first two hours of kingdom hearts 2 and then after that we moved on to shitty valentine's day flash games and those were a hoot and a half I just want to point out that the person who is just talking, that's JHK. We didn't introduce yeah. ourselves, but that, this is that's JHK, JHK, not me. I'm, Honestly, I'm if y'all are watching the fourth episode, y'all probably know who we are by now. Yeah, I'm just the other guy in the title. Don't worry about it. Anyways, yeah. We, we but did, on we, the subject of games that we played together... Other yes, than City Flash games. Yes, we've been we've been waiting for this. This is let me see, almost a month overdue from release. Released May twenty fourth, June twenty first. Yeah, no, officially. it's June twentieth. Uh, yeah, well, it's one a.m. Actually, it's it's one ten a.m. where I am. Twelve ten a.m. Uh, where you are. Yeah, yeah that's true. Twelve ten where I am. I got to go to sleep in about an hour. Oh, well, fuck. So much for playing Overwatch after we were done here. Crickets. Yeah, exactly, because this keeps fucking happening. Speaking of games we have played, Overwatch, we played once, because asshole Twice. to be here is Twice. always like, 
okay, we played it twice because he's we all played like, the beta, and then we <laughs> and then we played like once out of the beta, and you're just like, mm, I don't have the time to play. Mm. Oh, but I have time to play on my own apparently. Mm. I only played for about an hour on my own. Mm, I don't have time to play, but I have time to take naps and watch tons of E3 things, and then play Sonic Racers. And then play Kingdom Hearts, a game that I finished we, 50 times, but I need to finish 51 times. We oh. played, I played Sonic Racers on stream, First and I touched Kingdom Hearts. Yes, you did. You were talking about playing Kingdom Hearts earlier. Oh, yeah, when uh, when I streamed it. Yeah, before that, too. And afterwards, probably. <laughs> Oh, I have to play freaking Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain. Could be playing Overwatch. Could be, you know, playing Overwatch so that you get good, so that you don't, like, get into a group with me and we have really screwed up MMR. So, I sent you this thing discussing Overwatch's MMR. This is going to be, like, the next conversation for, like, the next hour, by the way. So, if you're not interested Overwatch. in Overwatch and, like, Overwatch-related things, um, yeah. Probably could just see yourself to the door, unless we go off topic and talk about Frodo's boner again, like we did. Or being half a virgin. Or that, which was something that occurred before the podcast. I'm not getting into this, but... So, with Overwatch, the MMR is like the first thing. There's just a lot of things I want to talk about this, other than just like... Going back to our how E3 isn't relevant, Overwatch didn't have E3. It didn't have a giant press conference as far as I'm aware. It didn't have a huge press release. It just somehow got really, really freaking popular, and I don't know how, personally. Blizzard. Yeah, they just made it really popular. I didn't know about it until the open beta where a dude was like, yo, you gonna play this? And I was like, okay. I didn't even intend on buying it until I had played it, and then I was just like, okay, I'm going to buy this. So I didn't know about it until you messaged me like two days before the beta, and you were like, yo, asshole, you got to play this. It's going to end soon. And then like, it was the night it. when the beta was supposed to end, and then you were like, yo, asshole, it got extended for a day. And I was like, yeah, Slay yeah, this, Queen Slay. This decided that he was going to get it like the day the beta ends. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, we'll get it. We'll play it <clears throat> once for two hours during the beta. That was it. I was working. Mm -hmm. You could have taken a day off for Overwatch. <laughs> Priorities. Technically, okay. actually, I'm currently in trouble with work for attendance issues. <laughs> yeah, well, Overwatch. You tell them Overwatch, they're just going to be like, oh, you play Overwatch, man? Yeah, I understand. Let's uh, take a few days off together. Sure, excuse to paid leave. Paid leave. <laughs> paid leave, you get an extra break. <laughs> you get an extra 15 minutes during your break to go play Overwatch. Yeah, you can finish, like, one capture the point round, maybe. Probably not. If you have a good <laughs> team, maybe. Um, or if you're, like, a pro team like that other team, you can finish it within, like, three minutes. Holy shit, I've seen ones where even worse. I've seen one where they finished it in, like, within a minute. I mean, I saw somebody on Dorado finish a payload attack within three minutes. It was, like, three minutes and eight seconds on a payload. They just 
destroyed the other team. But again, professional play. So, anyways, going back to the MMR and why you need to get good. Um, the MMR in the game is interesting. A lot of people have this misconception that uh, your level, like the little number below your character portrait, is like how skilled you are in the game. And, you know, if you're level 20 and you're pitted against a level 180, well, that's just bad MMR. You're against someone who's way more skilled than you. No. No. But it's not balanced in that way, right? The number for levels is just, like, a little thing for yourself. Almost. The yeah. number for levels basically, yeah, it's, that's that's the misconception. The number for levels basically is just, this person played enough of this game to get to that level. You win or lose, you gain XP. So, it doesn't matter how skilled you are. You can lose every single match, ever. I don't know how. <laughs> lose every match and be a level 100. <laughs> yeah, lose every match and be like level 130. I don't know why you're still playing at that point or what you're playing with. <laughs> I really enjoy pad. losing. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how you manage this. Whether you've let like your pet hamster play for you or something. <laughs> but. <laughs> Rufus! <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you meant it, but it's possible, theoretically. So, level doesn't represent actual skill. And the, the MMR is based on your win-lose rate. So, theoretically, if you did let your pet hamster play, you would bring down your MMR so much that you would basically be playing against, like, a fucking doorknob as your opponent, just because you would be that bad. And the game would try to give you a pity bonus here. The game would try to pit you up against people so much worse than your pet hamster that your pet hamster would win because they want to raise your MMR to 50%. The game always tries to force your MMR at about 50%. And MMR stands for matchmaking rank. So... It, it it wants your win-lose ratio to be 50% so that theoretically you're constantly being placed against people of equal skill. So this also comes to be important for when you're like in a, shall we say, a toxic team. A team where you've got people yelling on mics who are like, mm, you need to switch. Why are you playing Widow on attack on Anubis? I had this just the other night. We're like, oh, why are you playing Widow on attack on Anubis? Um, let's see, what are common defense builds in casual quick plays for Anubis? Bastion, Orberon, um, Widow. Guess what Widow counters? All fucking three of those. Yeah, that's when playing Widow on attack on Anubis. Because you're gonna run into all of them, and lo and behold, we ran into a Bastion. And a freaking turret. Hmm. The only thing they didn't have was a counter sniper, which basically means I could just run wild. But no, we had this one dude playing Farah who died enough times to type every time he died about how everyone else needed to change me from Widow and our Roadhog to someone else. Justice reigns from above. Justice, uh, pretty much. And every single time, this person had enough time to sit here and bitch at everyone. I'm just like, dude, you just don't know what you're talking about. Widow, even post a nerf, which I'll get to the nerf, because I'm not thrilled about that, 
is still really powerful in the hands of somebody who can aim. Granted, I can't aim. An average 35% <laughs> accuracy is not good. I love good. how this went in that direction. <laughs> yes, it, it did. A 35% accuracy average for Widow is not good. That's... Pro levels that's, right there. That's almost letting your pet hamster play. Okay? <laughs> it's pretty bad. But I, granted, my Hanzo is worse. I've, I've gotten as low as like 18% with Hanzo. On other times, I've gotten as high as like 60 with both. So I'm really inconsistent. So I feel like it does sometimes matter about my team as well. Because if my team can just keep people off of me, then I can sit there and run wild. And I feel like if you have a Widowmaker, Widowmakers are one of your priority characters in a team to keep alive. Because again, if nobody can contest a Widow, if you don't have an enemy sniper to try to compete with you, or like a Winston to jump down and harass you, you can run wild over the enemy team. And it's especially good in quick play, because odds are in quick play, the people tend not to group up and attack in a coordinated manner until like the very end. So when they're coming out all stagnated, Widow can just boom, 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 pick them off, and then here comes the next group of two. Boom, boom, pick them off. So, Widow's ridiculous. One of the priority um, team members to keep alive along with your healer. But, uh, anyways, going back to the MMR, yeah, you're generally paired with equal people. The thing that makes it interesting and why I told you to get good and get some practice is, um... I'll continuously drag the team down. Theoretically, in groups, for example, if you and I play together and just two of us, this is going to cause the MMR to go batshit crazy because (laughs) it sees us... One, it sees me at higher MMR than you, likely. Or maybe you're at higher MMR than I am just because you've played less and perhaps you've won your ratio. Let's assume you've played four times and you won three. Your MMR is at a 75% win ratio, as where I may have played 100 games and be much closer to 50. You might fucking raise my MMR to the point that next thing you know, you win another match and, oh, look, now high cloud nine... We're up against, like, the best North American team. And we shouldn't be. And we fucking take out at least one of their teammates and only one. Uh, no, we wouldn't even. I-, I guarantee you, we probably would have a severe difficulty doing that. Unless, you know, it's... They don't have a Raditz on their team? I, I, unless we're paired with people who are actually skilled and supposed to be in that rank, then maybe we'll get lucky, and only die 20 times. Ooh. But the point is, is like, when you're dealing with pre-mades, especially, like, not six-team stacks, so if you're dealing with, like, a group of people who are specifically in a group, not just solo queuing, playing on their own, you're in a group, and you've got, like, two or three, the matchmaking sees you as pre-made, and it just stops right there. So it sees you as pre-made and will pair you up with another pre-made, regardless of how many. So you might be just you and I playing, and we might be paired up against a six stack. That's clearly weighed in the favor of the stick, the six stack, because they're all in a group. 
They can all talk to each other. They're all coordinate. They can coordinate this stuff if they want to. Or they're friends and they know how each other plays, so they know how how to work together without coordinating things and speaking. That's something you see at actually high level play. Um, but as where it's just us two people and then four randos, just like oops. So that's where the MMR gets a little screwy, and it gets screwy in groups with people of radically different MMR levels. Like I said, you could be way lower than me, and we could get put into an MMR ranking way lower than I am, or vice versa. It could happen where I'm just assuming my MMR is going to be higher than you just because I've played more, and so the yeah. game has a more accurate like representation of what mine is. So mine could be higher, and you could be put in a in a, a situation where, that you're not ready for, that you can't play against just because the enemy's skill level is too high for you, making it unfun for you. So there are still issues with it's the no MMR. Use. Yeah, it's Silver the Hedgehog just all over you. Every time you bust up Reinhardt, there's a goddamn McCree right there who just stuns you down, um, which is still a viable thing, which leads me into the... I haven't given you really a chance to talk about this at all, so if you just want to bust in on Overwatch before I continue to go into more details on constant things. Well, here's my thing regarding Overwatch. I love playing as Reinhardt. I love playing as Lucium. And I love raining justice down from above. So, you know, there's uh, that. Um, I mean, so far, I haven't played that much of it because it's only been the two times that we've been able to play together. And in total amount of time, I think maybe that's been about five, six hours. And um, at most, at most. Um, and, like, honestly, it's been so fun and so great and definitely want to do more of it since... Except when you I'm... step in a cunt rat's trap. Oh, God, we don't even... talk about that? Our, no. Our Reaper. Your Reaper is a, a die, 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 die. <sighs> Fucking Reaper. I, I played a little bit of Reaper the other day because we needed someone to take out tanks. I'm just like, this is just stupid. <laughs> that's what. That's my. That's my opinion of a Reaper. You're stupid. I just don't like a Reaper. But I found that I'm all right with Mercy as a healer, which. You might think, Boo-Boo, it's fucking Mercy. Like, how are you going to be bad at Mercy? Dude, there's a lot of people who are bad at Mercy. But the thing of Mercy is, like, knowing when to use her all properly. Like, there's a time and a place to res just one person and pop that all. But odds are, you want to save that for, like, three or four people going down. Unless the people who go down are, like, crucial. Like, you just lost your tank in an area where you really need your tank. Then you can pop, like, the one two-man res. Because I got a couple things. I got, like, a three-man res on Volskaya, like, right at the end. And the enemy team was like, motherfucker, that res. I was like, yep. I just stayed yes. in the back and rezzed. So, knowing when to res, and that's, like, in professional play. Knowing when to res is really crucial, because what you'll see... And you don't see this, really, outside of professional play at all. You don't see this in your normal hugs. You don't even really see it in high-level... Occasionally, you'll see it in high-level quick plays. But generally, you won't, because you're not dealing with as coordinated groups as in a competitive thing. Which, first of all, everyone goes in as a group, 
something you don't get in quick plays. I mean, how many times we played, what, six hours together? How many times was yeah. it just you and I on the payload? And we're just like, where's the team? Oh my god, there were so many times where I was playing as Lucio and you were like going around and like sniping bitches for me and like protecting and stuff and there would be times where like you needed a healer so I'd go to you and then I'd come back and I'd be like, wait, where's the team on the pay like on the payload? And like I'd have to be fucking going in as Lucio trying to fucking draw the fire of everyone yeah. as well as try and take out bitches. Meanwhile, the healer, the healer like, me and you are the only ones doing anything, and then finally the team's finally coming back from, like, jerking each other off. <laughs> They're on lunch break, apparently. Like, <laughs> what were you don't get the memo, man? Yeah, we were just taking our 15 minute. Um, but, like, yeah, it was, there, there have been points, and this isn't even the first time, I was playing with a few other people, and it's just like, oh, look, it's me, the heal, it's not me, the healer, it's like, it's the healer, you, or in the other case of the other guy, he's playing a mercy, and then it's me as widow, and we're on the payload, pushing the payload, while everyone else is playing Team Deathmatch. Which, yeah. playing Team Deathmatch <laughs> is, um... <laughs> it's like, like, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I just want objective players. Oh, just be objective, just get on the objective. Like, there's a time and a place to Team Deathmatch to clear out the entire enemy team. This is what I was getting with, with team fights. And what you see in professional fights is that they'll be on the payload, but they know when to get off the payload and just outright team v team fight. And this yeah. is when mercy becomes crucial because then you might let your team completely die and then res all five of them. After the enemy wasted like two or three alts to take you down, you just res them and whoops, they're right back in it. That is a valid, a valid and frankly a frequently used tactic in professional play. Mercies are ridiculous in professional play in terms of what they're capable of doing and almost always having their alt. It's insane. However, And here's the thing. I'm guilty and you can attest to this. I'm guilty of like being like, oh, now you just made things personal and going after someone and chasing them down. And three times out of seven, I'll manage to get them. Four times that's out of seven, saying. they managed to get me. And I, I think that's the actually... Same target. Oh, yeah. Multiple times, me and you would kill the same target. Fucking teamwork up in there. Fucking, like, yeah. that, that, would, that was fucking great. But, like, there would be times where I'd go after someone and be like, this is personal. And, like, majority of the time, like, it wouldn't always end the best way. But well, I got quite a few revenge shots. For you, but, there's a few problems. For you, you're using a controller. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. If you play basically anyone like other than Reinhardt, you need to use a mouse and keyboard. Like the amount of control you get over like precision. Like I went through about an hour, two hours doing very specific things, like a mathematical process to find my optimal like sensitivity for my mouse in game that matches my hand dexterity. There's like a mathematical process that you can go about to find this. It took me a while. You can't get that degree of precision with a controller at all. And that's why I think like if you do ever really want to, you know, 
experience the game. I'm gonna sound like I'm trying to fucking sell the game, like I'm working at Microsoft. Experience the game in the 4K highest quality pixels. But no, great really wanna... wait. <laughs> wait, that's Sony. There was something at E3 where they showed something really stupid, and then it was just like greatness awaits, and we were like, "What?" Oh, oh no, it was that oh, the trailer. That's we saw. the siren. Yeah, she just dies, and it's that just looked like, like what? that looked like it was from like 2004, and it's because it was. Yeah. Anyways, Overwatch. Just before we get derailed under this, <laughs> which was really funny, we have that on recording. That'll be that'll be out. But um, with Overwatch. If you want to play, like, any sort of actual character that uses a gun and, you know, hit your targets on a consistent basis, it, you kind of need a mouse. Especially if you're going to ever play, like, a hit-scan character, like a McCree or a Widow. It's you, Yeah, you, you, you need to learn to, to actually be able to aim properly, especially with the McCree nerf, and even with the Widow nerf, these, this, this past, um patch, we see a quote-unquote nerf to McCree. Now, this nerf, what it basically did is it means that his, before McCree could take out anyone, he's ridiculous in a 1v1. He could 1v1 any champion, basically. And what he would do is he would flashbang, or well, even you could, if you aim your flashbang at the top of Reinhardt's shield, it'll go over and stun Reinhardt. So you could completely wipe out Reinhardt with this too. Basically, um, McCree was taking out tanks. What you would do is you would stun, fan the hammer, roll, fan the hammer again. Boom. You just killed any target. Because what you did is 75 damage times 6 times 2. So just do the math on that. You're, you're taking out any sort of... You're taking out any hero because what the highest... Let me actually do the math on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually load up my calculator because I'm Ooh, math. Okay, see, this is a conversation I can join in. Okay, with the stun, fan the hammer, roll, fan the hammer combo. If all twelve of the shots between the two fan the hammers hit, you have a base. This is body shots, nine hundred damage. No hero in the game can even get to nine hundred damage. The closest you can get is with a Roadhog with Torbaron's armor and Symmetra shield at 700 HP. Even then, with all of that buff on your Roadhog, McCree will one-shot you with his fan the hammers. Yeah. So, completely broken, clearly. So they nerfed him. He now does 40 damage for fan the hammer, but he re reloads quicker. So, basically what you're getting now is, he can still take out tanks. They, they don't realize this is still a thing, because what you'll do is now, you'll stun, and then you'll just left-click right in their fucking head. You'll get a headshot, left-click headshot, that's one shot. So, in one bullet, you do 140 damage. Now let's do 5 times 40. Should be pretty easy math here, it's 200. So right there, you just did 340 damage. Now you roll, and you do 6 times 40, 6 times 4. 
or six. Yeah, six times. Six times four. Four. It's a uh, twenty-four. I just did six times zero, like an asshole. Basically, it's two hundred and forty <laughs> damage. Two hundred and forty damage plus three hundred and forty damage. <laughs> I misclicked. Okay. I didn't actually need to do that math now that I think about it. I'm just being stupid because it's late. <laughs> but you did 340 plus 240. That's 580. You've, you put now within that range, you're at 580 damage. Only a Roadhog can withstand that because a Roadhog is a base 600 HP. Oh, then you just melee the Roadhog for 30. That's 610. Roadhog's dead unless he's got Symmetra shields or um, Torboron armor. And this is even easier with freaking, um, like Reinhardt. That's 500 HP. Zarya. Yeah. Zarya is 400 or 500, I believe. One of the two. Um, Diva, who is really squishy because you'll, you'll probably do even more damage with your fan to hammer Diva because her head box, um, yeah, her head hitbox is so huge and right in the middle of her fucking body and her mech. You'll wipe that mech out in no time and then you just land two headshots or a headshot and a couple of body shots and you've killed the diva when she pops out of her mech. So, Kree is still ridiculously powerful. He can still wipe tanks. He's just a little slower at doing it. So, yeah. Didn't really fix the issue, I think there's probably going to be some further um, nerfing into, yeah, there's it's going to be some further balancing for McCree. However, McCree this, now does 10 damage. McCree just doesn't have a gun anymore. We gave him an axe. And my axe. <laughs> he became fucking Dormarone. Except for an axe. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. But along with that, you got the Widowmaker nerf, which is just a straight nerf, pretty much. What happened with her, there's two things that happened with her. One, not too bothered with. The other, pretty pissed about. The first one that I'm not bothered <laughs> with. It's contrast. <laughs> yeah, a pretty large contrast here. I'm not even mad about the McCree thing, because I didn't play much McCree until recently, just to practice aim. Actually, I played McCree a lot during the beta, the open beta. He was actually, like, my first character I ever played. I sucked with him. I think I averaged, like, a fucking, like, zero to six. Mm -hmm. Honest ratio. So it was pretty bad. <clears throat> but with Widow, Widow, okay, so the thing that I'm fine with, that I'm not too bothered by, her body shot damage, basically her base damage in her scope went from a maximum of 150 to 120. See, before, you could basically kill Tracer or Zenyatta by, like, shooting them in their left toe. And you just instantly kill them because they have 150 HP both. You'll one-shot them without having to get a headshot. It's easy. Now, you hit them for 120. So unless they're Discord-orbed or you're damage-boosted by Mercy... You're not going to kill them in one shot unless you land a headshot. Headshots still do 300 damage. Because what happened is they lowered the base damage of Widowmaker's scope shot, but they upped the multiplier for headshot damage from 2 to 
people seem to be missing this. They seem to think, oh, they made the headshot damage more. No, they upped the multiplier to counteract the fact that they nerfed the base damage. She still does the same amount of damage per headshot. Still 300 per headshot. That's enough to kill anyone but a tank in one hit. Unless they have Torboron shields. Basically the only hero I think who will survive with a Torboron shield will be a Reaper. Because a Reaper has 250 HP. Combine that, combine that with a Torboron shield. And then he's got 325. He'll survive a headshot of 25 HP, at which point you can shoot him in the left testicle and he'll die. So, that's pretty easy. Everyone else, if he doesn't have a Torboron um, armor, he'll die in one hit. Because again, you do 300 per headshot damage. None of that's changed. Now, what pisses me off is that they did something... Uh, they nerfed her in a way they shouldn't have. What they should have done was lower her rate of fire. Widowmaker can shoot at rapid fucking speed. Now granted, she ain't doing much damage at rapid speed. But, even so, her charge is still really quick. You can shoot at 50% damage, still doing 60 HP per shot. If you're good at tracking at 50%, you're still, especially in a headshot, you're going to be doing what? 120 on a headshot? Or no, you're going to be doing more than 120 because it's a 2.5 multiplier now. So you might do 60 damage, but you're going to do whatever that is, 60 times 2.5. Let's do the math, handy-dandy calculator, because I'm too lazy to do real math because I'm an English teacher. That's 150. You just hit basically a full uh, 150% body shot, or a head shot is like a full body shot. So that'll still take out a freaking a Zen or a Tracer. You don't even have to bother. I should have been able to do that math a lot easier. The 50% headshot, <laughs> oh, well, 300 at 100%. Hmm. 50's probably half of that. Hmm. Yeah. God damn, I'm stupid. 75? Yeah, maybe 10. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, still, if you can land consistent shots with Widow at 50% <laughs> damage, like, you're, you're still ridiculous, even with like, the, the damage nerfs with her rate of fire is still insane. So they should have limited the rate of fire, or the amount of time it takes <coughs> for her to reach max damage with her shots. No. Instead, what they changed was an animation exploit that was in there. Now, before, when you exited out of the scope, you could keep basically clicking on and off right-click for your scope, so that you would basically always have it near your eye, but not quite there. So you'd still move as fast as it not being scoped, but you could scope quicker so that you get that charge quicker. Basically what you would do is you would like peek behind corners, immediately have that scope up there and charge, or you would jump. You could jump around his widow on and off in the scope barely and do insane damage while being mobile not easy to hit <clears throat> and when it comes to like being a ground sniper like doing what we experienced a lot when we didn't have a fucking team because they are out eating their sandwiches back at point um and we were sitting there pushing the payload doing all the, the work yeah the reason why we could do that and survive because you were healing me 
but I was using that trick to quick scope the enemies. Basically, I moved outside of the scope when being unscoped to line the target up, get into a general range, and then did the fine precision lining up when I was in the scope to then quick scope them. Boom, do it, done. And then you go to the next target. Well, they removed that by basically meaning that you can't like trigger the animation midway through. When you leave your scope, you have to wait for the scope to go all the way back down before you can bring it back up again. So you can't constantly spam right click to have it near your eye to do this. And that basically wipes out quick scoping. That's a mechanical yeah. thing. That's not something that should have been gone at all. Like that is something that is just skilled players can do it. And I mean, skilled players can still probably quick scope. It's just not going to be as fast. You're not going to be able to quick scope from target to target and chain it like you were before. That's not really how she needed to be nerfed. She needed to be nerfed in rate of fire, which yes, arguably this does limit her rate of fire if you're going to come out of scope and go back in. But that wasn't the kind of rate of fire that most people were encountering. Yes, in competitive plays, was a Widow able to completely wipe an enemy team once that Reinhardt shield goes down? Yes, and the quick scoping was <clears throat> a huge factor in this. However, outside of that, generally didn't see that, but quick scoping was still used by pretty much everyone who knew how to use it. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of upset about this because I used it a lot. So yeah, maybe there's some bias in there, but even so, it's just like it—it it, it was a mechanical thing. And I come from like I'm not new to professional or competitive game stuff. I used to play, you know, Jedi Academy. Mm -hmm. I know, yeah, fucking Star Wars. Oh, nerd, you played that competitively. That didn't have competitive. It, it, it did. Why don't you just, like, watch Star Wars competitively? Dude, it's not Counter-Strike, it's not like CSGO, or TF Source, dude. I like don't see JK at EVO. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's competitive scene is pretty small. But, like, in a game like that, and I come from that game where most of the exploits weren't patched out. People just used them. They learned to use them. And they learned to counter them. And they learned other ways of getting around things. Like these exploits are so well implemented into high level play that they just felt like a natural part of the game. Like they were intentional. And once you reached that level of play, yes, it took a lot of practice to know when to use things and how to use things properly. But once you got to that, it just felt, it was natural. It felt like it should be there. I feel like with Widow's Quick Scope, given enough time, yeah, people would have learned to adapt to that. People would um learn how to flank in a different way so that she couldn't just... She'd have to do like a full 360 before she could actually hit you. And then get in there. You'd basically come from behind. It would be other ways. I mean, Genji could still hard counter a Widow. It, granted, again, in like high professional stuff, yeah. Someone like Taimu who could take out a fucking... Uh, again, she coming at him if he knows he's coming type of a thing. But, again, these are people who have fully mastered it. I feel like with enough time, you'd have seen enough people master mechanics and various exploits with their own characters that this wouldn't be necessary. 
And uh, the reason, again, why I mentioned the JK thing is because I come from a scene where exploits were used and were just, they're just a part of it. You just learn to deal with it and learn how to use it to your advantage. And I feel like with Overwatch, that was an opportunity where it wasn't a game-breaking exploit. It wasn't like there was a thing that you could do, and I believe this got patched out a couple of patches ago, thankfully, where you could get Torbron's turret stuck in a wall on Dorado, and it would just wipe the whole team, and you couldn't do anything to it. Are you, you serious? Yep. This was a thing I heard. So people could run, like, three Torbs, and then, like, you'd do three Torbs, like a freaking a Mercy, a Reinhardt, and maybe someone else, whatever else, I don't know, pick your favorite asshole, maybe a Symmetra, for extra turret bullshit. And a Fuckboy69? Stack... Yeah, a Fuckboy69 as well. Like you could stack whatever you wanted at that point. Forbes turrets will take you out when you try to go through that choke point, because you can't get through there without getting blasted. And you can't destroy those turrets, you can't do anything about it. Like, that's a type of exploit that needs to be removed, because it's clearly broken. Widowmaker's Quickscope? Hmm. No. Because it makes her a lot... Like, she can't defend herself as well, is the main problem. She's way less capable of defending herself now if anybody comes even remotely near. I mean, granted, I still love it when a fucking diva comes at me and it's like, let me just charge you. It's like, cool. You, you realize that, like, half of your front is a head hitbox, right? I do 300 per shot on that, right? You, you, you've got 500 HP. Do the math. Do the math. Bitch, you're dead. Yeah. You, you, you ain't gonna kill me before I kill you. So that's always fun. I just blow up their mech and then I just shoot the fucking... the bitch diva right out of the air as she pops out. Which is a wonderful fucking trick shot to me to do. You need to see the diva pop out and say, poof, shot her right before she can land to do anything. But yeah, that's, that's my latest Overwatch patch, um, bitching. Also, I think they fixed the, uh, tick rate stuff. Before, the tick rate was 60, but the refresh rate was like 20, so it basically seemed like on the servers that they had 20 tick rate. But now they, they up the refresh rate to 60 hertz, so it should all be a fluid 60 now. I want a refresh rate of 12, personally. I would like it to be almost like a slideshow. Uh, that would basically have been when I streamed Overwatch. That was ugly. That was horrible. Like, really bad. I'm really sad about that. You know, I would probably have streamed more within the past week or so if I was capable of streaming Overwatch. I know. And and I, I apologize for everyone listening to this. I just ranted for like the past 40 minutes on Overwatch. You didn't like say a thing. So if you have anything oh, you want to add to it. Did you? Yeah, I added my own little commentary. Oh. Did you not hear me adding my own little comments there? Because I did. I'm sure you added, like, a few fun words here and there. Like, Sook. We'll Sook for Overwatch. God damn, that thing. That'll be a thing soon. But look forward to that whenever we, we need to find time to get around to edit that. I think I have time in 2017. 
Yeah, like when you'll actually start streaming again. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my Overwatch rant. Basically, it's good. You're gonna run into some real assholes though, some toxic players who want to like tell you how to play your fucking game and like and what to be fair, you should play. That goes with almost every game. Yes, it does. But like these people, it's like basically okay. I had some people who were like, I was in one team just the other day, just yesterday, and some people switched to widow. I'd already I'd been widow since the beginning, and like a couple of other people switched to widow. And then at the end of the game, when we clearly lost, because one, or three widows Too in this case, widows. It, it, it was like, um, well, I don't know why we need three, plus a Hanzo, uh, plus, like, I mean, granted, Hanzo's not really a sniper, he's actually a mid-range hit scan, more or less, but that's getting into a different, like, conversation. Basically, we ran into it, and this guy on our team was like, "Oh, for everyone who switched the widow, kill yourself." You run into people like that, just report them, because eventually, what, Blizzard actually reads these reports, and will like temp ban them, especially for something like you know, bad manners to team, um, telling your team to kill themselves. That's, that's generally not polite, most people would say. I love that about Blizzard. They're so good to their fan base in this. Yeah, they've just been generally good about the report system. So, yeah, if you have people I, who are toxic on your team, or just like, oh, you guys aren't doing anything, let me just berate, like, nobody likes someone who berates your team. You're going to run into people who are going to get salty, who are going to be like, man, we sucked. Like, I get like that, not towards my team, I'm just like that towards myself, where I'm like, great. I just missed all of these shots, and because of that, I done fucked everything up. And then your team's just like, yeah, actually, we didn't want to say anything, but not that you admitted it. Yeah, it's... It gets pretty bad. But, you know... I guess I can play healer. Everyone always has respect for support. Man, why didn't you heal me when I requested support and then immediately was shot? Yeah, that's that's something that annoys me. You will get that occasionally. The people will just spam. I need healing. I need healing. Oh, you needed healing, Reinhardt. Really? Maybe you shouldn't have charged into a fucking six-man team on your own. Because I ain't flying in there after you as mercy. Like, you don't know how many times that happened in a couple of games I was at. I'm just like, I'm not going in there after you. If I was playing Lucio, I'd drop my alt and hope that you fucking survive and our team gets there to follow you, but if you sit there and Leroy <laughs> Jenkins it, um, you fucking dead, yo. That's not how you play Reinhardt. I remember one time I went after someone because it was personal and I charged after them and I missed and I landed into like the six person team and I took one of them off the cliff with me. <laughs> see, see, at that point you can just be like, calculated. So, at that <laughs> point, you can just troll it. Be like, yep, meant to do it. <laughs> meant in to this case, off. In this case, when you're on point one of King's Row, and you just charge into a lamppost, something tells me that wasn't calculated. <laughs> you don't have your alt, you're just up in there, and then you just hold your shield, and it's just like, who thought that was a good idea? 
Like that, that was, I've ran into that so many times. Just Reinhardt does this. Like, no, you're Reinhardt. Wait for your team. Or the other thing is, you'll be on like the fence and everyone wants to push them to their spawn. There's a time and a place to push the enemy. Don't, with, if they just got the checkpoint, maybe don't try to push them when you know their spawn is right there. Like literally yeah. in front of the checkpoint, you're gonna lose. And again, I'm Mercy. You spread out. I ain't going after you. When we stick together, I can heal multiple of you within like split seconds. And then if we have someone on high ground, I can fly away when Cunt Rat tries to send a tire at us or something. So that's, that's like the, the thing with Mercy. About Reaper. Yeah, when Reaper comes in, like the thing with Mercy. <sighs> heroes never die. And that's. That's basically how you work it. With like people like that, their alts come in. Mercy just pieces the fuck out. Is what happens. I play Mercy. It's like I hear an alt. Here comes fucking Bastion being a cuck lord. Nope, I'm out. I just go hide in a room, and then Bastion kills everyone, and then I just do my alt, and I'm like, cool story, Bastion. Now that you're completely separated for your team because you decided to roll on in as a tank, um, and now you can die. But yeah, that's my general experience with, uh, playing Mercy today. This is the first day that I played Mercy. I already got two Chiefs with it, so I'm getting better as Mercy, but... It's really just based on how well your team sticks together. That, that's the thing. You need to operate as a team. And that's the biggest problem I think anyone new to Overwatch is going to have. And anyone playing solo queues is likely going to have. You're going to have teams who just want a team deathmatch. And they don't know how to do it properly. you have anything you want to add to that? I do. So, there was this one time where I was playing as Reinhardt, right? Go on. And I charged into this group by accident. By accident. I was going after, this was another revenge time, and <laughs> I was going after one of them, and then I charged into the entire group, and I was like, oh, hello, governors. And, like, they all just started ransacking me, and I put off the shield, and I was like, fuck, 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 I am gonna get killed. <laughs> and this Lucio comes in, comes and heals me, takes all the hits for me, dies, and I was like, cool, now I can charge off, and I did. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay, the cool fucking play of the game you got there. <laughs> I stood still and let my healer die for me. <laughs> and then I ran away. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been the play of the game? <laughs> I've seen dumber plays in the game. I've seen a play of the game where Torbron was just lying on the ground the whole time. Oh my god! <laughs> like he was dead when this play of the game happened. He was you already dead. And I, then I, his turrets are just killing everyone, right? Yeah, his turrets just kill everyone, and he's just. He's just laying on the ground. It's like nap of the game. Dirt nap. 
Exactly. There was one I just caught today where it was a Torbron. <laughs> everyone, every, everyone on both teams was just like, what is happening? What is this? All what it was was Torbron walking in circles. <laughs> the whole time was just him walking in circles and me healing him as he gets shot. And everyone's just like, what is this? I'm just like, Torbron takes a walk. Play the game. Sometimes cardio. Blizzard's just like sometimes you gotta appreciate the smaller things in life. Apparently, like there's so many silly plays the games, like Bastion plays the games. Those are generally pretty stupid. Left click the win. Or you have the people who are just like, ooh, it's all about where to position Bastion. You're not wrong. And I don't believe it's all about where to position Bastion the ambush. No. Not really. You're Bastion. The minute you start shooting, you kind of lost that surprise factor. Bastion's kind of loud. And kind of. stationary. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. It's just when you have, like, a, a we, we had one thing where a Mercy and a Winston jumped in on this enemy Bastion. And I'm like, dude, you're Winston. And your mercy. What do you think you're gonna do against that Bastion? He's gonna out DPS you like it's no one's business. And guess what? He fucking killed both of them. In seconds. Like, it wasn't even like what this Winston did was just a whole new level of stupid. He jumped right <laughs> next to him, dropped his shield so that they're both inside the shield. So his shield's protecting no one. Not him, <laughs> not the mercy, no one. They're both in the shield. And the Bastion's just like, okay. And this shoots them both down. But what were you thinking? Why was play Mercy... Of the game. Yeah, that was the play of the game, too. That's how I knew it happened. Because I was out fucking being Zarya trying to save people. I'm not a great Zarya, to be honest. But, and then again, I'm not really good at any hero, to be honest. Occasionally, fuckboy. But, fuckboy69 to me, I just like... I could get really good with him, I feel, but he's just not the character I want to be good with. I want to get better hit scan characters. But yeah, this Bastion was just like, okay, cool story, man. Why was the Mercy literally right up Winston's monkey asshole? Like, she was just literally right standing right <laughs> behind him. If he stepped backwards, he would have sat on her. Like, your Mercy, you can hide behind the wall and heal him. You, you know that, right? Like, you don't have to literally be right next to him, which means you're right in front of the Bastion, like, point-blank range. Like, he, he doesn't have to even, like, aim to hit you, because your entire body is in front of his <laughs> turret. Nah, see, she was, uh, she wanted that monkey ass. Well, instead, she got fucking unloaded into by Bastion. It was, it was Personally, I don't think that's the load she was looking for. No, it wasn't the load she was looking for. Sorry, Daddy Winston did not give her the cummies. Oh, which is something fun, funny to this from various streamers who I watch. Every time fucking Reaper does, death comes. They're just like, oh, death cummies. Oh my God.
Yeah, the Reaper, eh, not my favorite character. Die, die, die. I'll play him if I need to. I'm not really good at him. Basically, all that I do with Reaper is I I just go for the tank. Wherever the tank is, I'll be just unloading the tank and peace out. My job is to kill tanks. <laughs> Which, granted, that's Reaper's job. Kill tanks. And a healer, because I've been killed multiple times by a, a Reaper as a healer. Well, yeah, if you're right in front of the fucking Reaper, it's gonna happen. I mean, granted, also... Oh, no, I've had a Reaper hunt me down before. Yeah, many Reapers will go and try to be DPS, and they can be effective DPS. Like, a good Reaper can definitely take down other DPS characters, but their most important role is, oh, do we have, like, a Reinhardt who we just can't penetrate? Let's go Reaper. Do we have um, a Roadhog who is just hooking everybody? Um, let's go Reaper. If you have a Winston, you can go Reaper or Diva. Because Diva hard counters Winston. It's like the only thing Diva is good against. Because a Winston will do like 20, not 20, he'll do 200 damage with a full load of his, um, his little the Tesla cannon bullshit. But. A diva will just straight out kill him in that amount of time. So Winston ain't really good against Diva, and that's like the only thing Diva, in my opinion, is somewhat good for. Whenever I see tanks on my team go Diva, I'm just like, eh, maybe wait for her to get buffed. Diva gets like uh, the biggest buff. She gets her weapons up. She gets her own quick scope. Yeah, she gets a quick scope that shoots missiles. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, now we're good. See, here's the thing, actually, speaking of missiles and quick scopes, here's the thing that the Widowmaker and McCree nerf has done. It secretly buffed Zenyatta, Tracer, and Farah. Primarily. Yes, can't be one shotted. Well. Yes, with Zenyatta and Tracer, can't be one-shotted. That's how they got buffed. With Farah, hard counters to Farah was McCree and Widow. Widow can just shoot from the ground, immediately quick scope up, shoot from the air, take her down. Now granted, a good Widow will still take down a Farah who goes up in that air. And if you're good, there's no, there's no nerf that can be done to good aim. So if you, you have a player who's just really good at aiming, regardless of how many nerfs you try to do to Widow, if this fucker can land those headshots consistently, it's still going to devastate the enemy team. However, you're seeing a lot more Farah. People running double Farahs instead of double McCrees, just because it's a lot harder now to contest that high ground. Like, it, really, the only characters who can seriously do damage to a Farah consistently is going to be a Hanzo, a McCree, and a Widow. Hanzo is less reliable because his arrow does have distance fall off. So, you're, you're primarily hoping your McCrees and your uh, Widows can do it. Occasionally, if a Farah is low enough, a, uh, a Roadhog can hook her out of the air and then blast her, but I mean, most of the time, you're you're going to get McCree and uh, Widow. Those are your main counters. 
And I just want to point out how much I hate Farrah. Really hate that fucking character. Justice reigns from a... Uh. Justice... Uh. I remember I was doing, like, slightly better with Farrah than I was with some of the others. Farrah's an interesting character. Like, I saw... Again, I sent you that video of um some pros, but you... Again, like, every time I send you Overwatch, anything related to Overwatch, you're just like, nope, peace and out. Got things to do. Talk I'll to see you, you next tomorrow. Week. Not even. I'll see you in a week, yo. What, we were going to do the podcast earlier? Like, last like last week? Nope. I'm just going to conveniently forget about that because you sent me Overwatch. Peace. <laughs> you so. sent me Overwatch. I just figured your conversation was, uh... Heading in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, us playing it. But, like, the, some of the competitive stuff that I sent you, though, there, there's fairies on there that are just doing things that's, like, they, they never touch the ground. They, 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 they know how to use their concussion mine or their concussion grenade to send themselves around the map. Like, they're pushing themselves off buildings and stuff to have high mobility keep themselves in the air like all the time they, they, they just know how to be insanely dominant in an aerial position and wipe out the enemy team if you don't have an answer for that and generally in the past the best answer to that was a widow and again McCree could do it too because a McCree is more he's a mid-range hit scan is where Widow is really the only long-range hit scan, the only actual sniper in the game. There has been some speculation that uh, a um, a new character will be released for uh, Overwatch that will be like a support sniper. Not sure like a healing work. sniper. Then maybe we don't really know. Like. Okay, lore-wise, they're speculating that it's going to be, like, Farrah's mother. Ooh. Oh. There's some sort of lore with her. i be honest, I don't actually pay attention to the lore. It's going to be Samus. I mean, Samus. I mean, Farrah's mother. Yeah, yeah Farrah's mother, who essentially is Samus, who Farrah is Samus. So it's just going to be the Samus twins. Zero suit Samus. <laughs> But, yeah, AKA like, Diva. Yeah, kind of, yeah, Diva kind of is, except when she's in her mech. In which yeah. case, she's just a fuck lord. A really bad character, honestly. He's, he's buffs, but I don't like Diva. I don't like her personality. LOL. <laughs> Kill yourself. A winky face. Kill yourself. It's, it's dumb. I hate Diva with such a passion. But that, there's probably like three characters who I just really hate: Diva, Hunt Rat, and Farah. Don't like them. Tracer can be really annoying too. But I really just don't like those three. But anyways, that was a a, a long rant on uh on Overwatch. And I'm pretty sure bored everyone. I'm pretty sure everyone who loves Overwatch loves this. 
pretty sure no. We're gonna get hate mail. We're gonna be like, shut the fuck up, noobs. Like, you don't know anything about Overwatch. Like, I fucking suck Farrah's dick every day. I love to take Genji's robotic dick right into my anal sphincter. I love cunt rats, cunt. Cunt rat. I, I hate cunt rats so much. That character, it, even even if he's not there, you just step in that trap and you're just like, oh, fuck me. It, it's literally, when you step in that trap, it's like stepping in dog shit in real life. That's yeah. what it's like. Yeah. It really just feels like that every time. It's like, I, I need to check my shoe now. I will say, though, it's officially 111. Want to make a wish? Like, I do. Okay. Alright. Wish that Widow gets, like, unnerfed. Dear Wishmaker, I wish upon thee for you to nerf Reaper. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, Reaper doesn't really need a nerf. Oh, I know. One last That's thing. That's why I want one. <clears throat> I just make Reaper useless. He doesn't even <laughs> use guns anymore. He just attacks them <laughs> with like pencils. Die, die, die! Where are you dying? He runs around like a mad cunt, just trying to stab them with a pencil, as they <laughs> say, as he says that. Flailing about like a maniac. However, the main reason I was pointing out the time was because it's time go. for me to go to bed. I just want to mention one last thing on Overwatch, which will be very yes. quick. Competitive mode, like we have quick play, which is casual right now. There will be a competitive ranked quick play thing coming out at the end of this month. There is a developer uh, commentary thing about it. Like a video, so that's something to check out. Ooh. But uh, I haven't looked at it yet, which is why I'm not really going to say much more. <clears throat> Likely until it comes out. But uh, yeah, there's uh, they're coming out with competitive, and Price knows I'm probably not going to touch it until I get good. Yeah, thirty-five percent accuracy, not really good. I don't know. I think I'm gonna get it with like six percent accuracy and then just Russian. That's because you play Reinhardt. Oh no! When I play Reinhardt, I always <laughs> get accuracy. And no, actually, you're you're probably one of those people who charges in the signposts on the King's Road. <laughs> Whenever I want to get across the map fast, I charge, and I usually hit a wall. <laughs> I accidentally charge off the map. <laughs> Okay, people do that less, but, you know, charging to get around the thing. I honestly can't control Reinhardt very well. He, he fucking controls like a boat to me, so. Anyways. Yes, this has been almost a four-hour podcast now. No, it Last hasn't. Time. Yes, it is. Three hours, 50 minutes. Last oh, podcast. Perfect. Three hours. Even so, longer for everyone. Wow. Yeah, even longer for me to figure out how to upload this it's gonna on be my fun. shitty internet. It's going to be uploading for three days. It's going to be uploading for the rest of the fucking life. 
<laughs> for the rest of summer. Yeah, I, I'm gonna do it when I'm at work. Like whatever, I'm uploading it here. Someone else can deal with the sound. Well, I don't know why I said sound. There's no sound. It's not like I'm using dial-up. I meant slow internet. Whatever. You're gonna play it on the speakers at work. The podcast. Oh god, I'd get fired. Um. Yeah. So, Vincent, we found out that you were playing this. Hey, they have Overwatch in the store. I saw it. Every time I walked by it, I, I somewhat smiled to myself. And then you just see Tr- Tracer in the box art wink back. Yes, exactly. Like, yep, I got you. I got a legendary Tracer skin the other day. Ooh. But I don't really like that one. I also have a legendary Bastion skin. I don't play Bastion. Anyways, that that silence with Bastion is a good place to, to end it. So we're gonna thank our sponsors. Um, <clears throat> every day is great. Windows Ten. You can get a free copy of Windows Ten in your Dorito bag, only if you get Cool Ranch Doritos plus the new Xbox flavored Red Ring of Death Mountain Dew. However, even if you get any other bag of Doritos, you still get a free copy of Windows 10. Yeah, that's, that's still happening. It, you know, even if you don't get Doritos, you can get Lay's. You're still going to end up with that Windows 10. In fact, you could just not go to the store. And Windows 10 is coming. In a it's coming one way or another. Yeah, in a drone. Straight through your roof. Just, just expect it. <clears throat> So that would be all. Any any last minute things you'd like to say? Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we more or less kind of wrapped everything up. Yeah, that was an extremely long. This is what we get with not doing a podcast for a month. But that was an extremely long thing. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed it because I know I did. I'm just looking at your picture of John Cena and his picture of you pink lounging in that similar position. Boom, 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 boom. My time is up. Your time is now. My time is up. Your time is now. Bye, everyone.